have so much to speak about tonight, so I'm going to do my best to see how much we can cover tonight. Um, where's everybody? So everyone is here. Shanice. Shanice is here. Whoa. I wasn't expecting to see you here. Good to see you, Ma. We've been enjoying you on Sunday. We've been enjoying you on Sunday. Um, who else is here? We've got Sahana here. The PK soldiers are here. I'm just going to call them soldiers from now on because how you've trained them to stand like bodyguard around you on Sunday. So PK soldiers are here. Maddie is here. Pastor Anais is here. Phaedra is here. Pastor Sephora. Pastor Joanna. You used to be a tenant here. Or part of the family here. You ran away. You ran to the trap. It's fine. How was work today? Very good. Minister Donnell is here. Um, the boy that likes getting detention is here. That's Jaden. Yeah, he likes getting detention. We, we should tell everybody. And it's recorded, so forever you will hear it. You will hear it forever. Um, James Musa is here, the one that um, the police investigation is for. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. James Musa is here. Pastor Onyeka is here. Evangelist Jaden. Evangelist Charlie, both here. Uh, Corey Day is here. Um, uh, King Debo is here. Pastor Laddie is here. Uh, Pastor Ray. Pastor Ray is here. Um, Baby Leah. You know that's her actual name, right? It's actually Baby Leah. As in, on her passport, on her driving license, on her bank statement, it says Baby Leah. So I wonder how interviews go. Listen, I never got a job when I was younger because of my name. Huh? They love the baby, right? So they, so, they, so they see baby Leah and they say, no, we must see this person at least. <laughs> let's just see the person. We may not give them the job, but let's just see the person. You know, with my name, Onyebuchimwike, I never got a job when I was younger. So I would print, there was a day I printed out 70 CVs. This is when I gave up on job hunting. I printed out 70, 70, 70 CVs and I marched up and down, what's that place? Oxford Circus or that place, right? And I only went there because my dad said, you're so proud, why can't you go get a job at McDonald's? And I said, I, I can't do McDonald's, sir, because of my attitude, like I'm just going to get angry and throw someone's burger at them or something. So he said, no, you're proud, you're proud, you're proud. So I said, I wanted to prove to him that I'm not proud. So I went and printed out loads of CVs and I started marching up and down. <laughs> also, not one call. Not even an email to say, unfortunately. You know how the email goes. It goes, when it starts off with, thank you. So because it's on your phone or something, you can't see the full thing. So you're thinking, ah, I think I've got something. Thank you, but unfortunately... So the other day when I was sending out, um, unfortunately, emails, I was so glad. You should have seen me. I crossed my feet saying, unfortunately, unfortunately, unfortunately. Uh, who was the guy that applied for the job? A voice with the prophet. Do you remember that guy? Pastor David, I hope I'm fine, right? A voice of the prophet guy. And I, I was so glad to send him that email. Unfortunately, sir, you've not qualified for the next stage of the interview. I really suffered those days, you know. I'm telling you the truth. I suffered. I think that's that's a very simple name, but it's very interesting, kind of. But so Sandra is here. Um, Zoe is here. Evangelist Zoe. Evangelist. Um, is the minister or evangelist Precious? Minister Precious. Evangelist Odelia. Evangelist 
uh, Abby is here, Pastor Aliyah is here, the doctors, Pastor doctors are here, uh, Evangelist Angie is here, Shanice is here, Evangelist William is here, <sighs> Minstrel is here, but that's Pastor Niniola. My favorite peoples, these are um, the Pastor Nionas of this world and the Pastor Eben of this world. Do you know that that is Pastor Binta at the back? I left her out on purpose. Does, does everybody recognize Pastor Binta? So I've come in, I've come, listen. <laughs> yeah. So I've come in and I'm looking for my leaders, I'm looking for my leaders. And I see some curly hair with hat. And I'm thinking, ah man, these guys are going to bring a new soul. And now I'm going to start explaining the word that... You know, you know, Pastor Alex is in trouble because he said God is in debt, right? So I said, I'm going to now get in trouble now. I have to start explaining something. Which, by the way, is from Isaiah 50. Isaiah 50. So it's a scripture, but people don't want to hear that. They just heard that God is in debt and they alarm bells ringing everywhere. But that's Pastor Binter. So when I came up to worship and I saw Pastor Binter, I said, oh my God. It's really a new season. What's this look? I must marry tomorrow. What's it called? <laughs> What's this look called? Because I don't understand. She's wearing black tracksuit with black cap. This is like... Huh? This is... I've, I've aged backwards. What's it called? Pastor, what is it called? What's your look called? What's that? You're trying to fulfill your vision board. Okay. This is the Beyonce thing, right? Okay, you're getting there. It's fine. <laughs> wow, everybody here, Pastor Kevin here as well. And... And, um, of course, our first time meeting as leaders in a long time, in a long time, but very, very needed for us to meet as leaders so that we can set the tempo or set the mind for how we should think as leaders and exactly who we are, who we are, especially going forward now in the new era of SPAC Nation, okay? And I asked you guys some questions today, and I hope those questions got you guys thinking um, uh, about certain things about yourself. I was asking you things like, um, what was the question again, actually? I've forgotten the question. I think it was something to do with, are you prepared for the next 10 years or something along those lines? But I do remember that I was speaking about a decade, which is a generation. Okay, so just imagine that if 10 years passes, um, Jaden will only be 23. He will be the same age as Pastor Alex now. If 10 years goes by, and I'm thinking, if 10 years goes by, how old will I be? I'll be 41. Imagine. So that is me in a decade time. That is a decade. That is exactly where Pastor Toby is now, 39, 40. It is um, your time in finishing with the generation. But I then decided to ask, I wonder if everybody else had this in mind. Like, have you ever thought about if I were to spend 10 years, where would I be and who would I be? What would I look like? Do you understand? What would I look like? What, what do I expect of myself? And then also, when you start thinking like that, then you got to ask yourself questions like, okay, the factors that got me to look like that person, are those factors evident in my life now? 
are those things here now that will allow me to look like that person? Or is it that I've been neglecting a certain way of life and then boom, bam, 40 hits me and I'm surprised? I need you guys to understand that there are Christians, like I was saying, there are Christians in the job center. There are Christians that, that, are, that are struggling. It is not down to just screaming in the name of Jesus. It's not just down to that. It is about the word. So I, I was trying to get you guys to start thinking about the word. And so I was, I was speaking to this young man saying to him, um, you do know that consistently getting detentions will get you excluded. And so what does exclusion do? You're now in a very good school in a very good borough. But exclusion will bring a red cross on your name in the entire borough. So guess what? You have to now go back to school where nobody wants to go to school. Do you understand? So then what was the point in living in a gold house? There was no point because the whole point was to benefit your life. But all of a sudden, life has passed a sentence on on you that for the next 10 years, you're trying to work back a mistake. Do you know that? So I was trying to tell you guys that, listen, um, this country called the United Kingdom, maybe we should just start from there because I don't even know where to start. There's just so many things to speak about, but let's just start from there. A country called the United Kingdom, it was by the word of the prophet, by the word of the prophet called the Queen of England, the word of the prophet. She is the defender of the throne and the defender of the church. That is her name, Victoria. Victoria means the defender of the church. So she's actually the prophet in the seat of the United Kingdom. Every word that she speaks is in regard to the laws of this land and everyone must adhere it. So this lady decided to begin or her bloodline or her family begins to begin a campaign of dominion, a campaign of dominion to take over countries, to take over worlds. But they're doing this not by freedom. They're doing this by slavery. So they picked up a book called the Bible. I need you to understand the power of the word in that this Bible is designed for someone called Adam called man so meaning that any man can read this bible as to the manner that you read it you can form your own word your own policy from this so she she embarks or her ancestors embark in a knowledge a knowledge called the word of god so you know about the king james version you know that the king james version was translated by a member of of her bloodline he was a former king of this country do you know that so this man, it, it took his time to translate the Latin word so that he can pass laws according to the word, according to his life. I believe it was something to do with a marriage that he was not legally allowed to. But so he decided to search in the annals of the word where he can find a way to make what he was doing legal. And so he started to decrypt the word, decrypt the word. It does not matter what eyes. And that's where we go to Proverbs chapter 20. Where's Pastor Sandra? Proverbs chapter 20. Go there quickly. So in the eyes of the world, it does not matter how many times you read this Bible. If you've not received enlightenment, if you, if you, if the veil have not been torn from your eyes, you can only read the King James Version. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? It doesn't matter. So even if you pick up the NIV or TPT and you're reading words and you're hearing things, are you hearing me, precious? You're hearing things, but it doesn't matter what you're reading. The fact is because the veil has not been torn, you're still reading King James's Bible. And something will force you to live King James's life. In his life is called slavery. So he's translated to the word in the place where with this word, I must create domination. I must create dominion amongst fellow humans. I must enslave them. So something about reading this Bible in the eyes of King James brings you into his slavery. And, and they set their feet in Africa. They set their feet in Asia and they gave us churches and the King James Version. And they told us they will free us. They said, we are freeing you now. Here is the word. We're going to free you. But our ancestors read this word. And because all they could see, because they could not know any more than what they were reading, there was no revelation. So they're reading, but they're reading the King James Version. So somehow, some way, they read the word and they decide to wear a suit. They ignore their traditional wear and they decide, I don't think my name is good anymore. I want to be called Johnson James. It's not because they created a law saying, you must all be named Johnson James. It is just that they're reading the King James Version. It is according to his world. It is according to his pattern. Are you hearing what I'm saying, guys? So he, he is able to subdue a nation. He's able to subdue a people just by the reading of the word. There is nowhere anyone can go to that you can run from the grips of this nation. The United Kingdom, it said that at a time, it said that the queen's throne never slept. What did it mean by that? In the Asian time zone, whenever it is night, in the American time zone, because you do know the Brits used to be Ameri- um, um, Americans used to be the Brits. Did you know that? Until there was a civil war, then America got their independence from the United Kingdom. Did you know that? So at a time, America too was also under this thing. This queen so mightily entered the world to subdue what? I hope you're hearing what I'm saying. So now it is daytime in America. It is nighttime in, in Asia. But guess what? Because it is day in America, the queen is still awake. It doesn't matter if her eyes are closed. Her throne is awake. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The words that she has placed in a world are still ruling. It's still all peoples are under that word. They're under her slavery. It is, it is what, it is what her ancestors saw. Is what they saw by reading the word. So then the, the sun goes down in the US, but the sun rises. It's nighttime in the US, but it now rises in Africa. Guess what? The, the queen is still awake. It doesn't matter if she's gone to bed, but guess what? Somebody is awake in Ghana. And the word that she placed above the Ghanaians means that she's awake because man is not flesh, man is word. So she's put a word there. It is called the Queen Victoria. It is her domination of that world. Are you hearing what I'm saying? What is that scripture that you said, Christian? We're going to go into that as well. So get that ready. Some, whatever you said, that's some. Where it said to David, I have broken my word. (laughs) Listen, so how a woman or a family decided to take a world 
not by swords and knives, but by this thing called the word. How, how they landed and they said to our parents, they said to them, Jesus will set you free. They told them, they told our mothers and fathers, our ancestors of that time, they said to them, Jesus will set you free. Just accept the Lord Jesus as your, as your Lord and Savior. And as they accepted them, they entered into slavery. How did they happen? That as you were freeing my father, you were sending him on ships. It's not by their hand. They did not grab people and put on ships. How many of you know about slavery? You know that they did not grab people and force people onto ship. It was by the hand of the locals themselves. The ones who said we are Christian. You, you don't know what happened, right? You don't know that it was not the traditionalists that sold their people. It was the believers. They believed so mightily in the word of this woman that they said it is right for me to send a quarter of my village to this land. Because they were abiding by the word. But it was just the word that was revealed to James. King James. It was not the word of God. It is, it is the word according. So I can be reading this, but make sure you're not reading, um, others and stunt, tom, tom, others and tom tom. Uh, if you know Pastor Kevin, to today, Kevin can't say satnav. He has to say tom tom. So the tom tom's not going left. <laughs> Make sure you're not reading according to orders and tom tom. Make sure you're reading the King James version. No, make sure you're not reading the King James version, sorry. Because it is according to that bloodline, that family. So when the word, when the Lord speaks about the word, he's not saying the Bible. That's the reason why I looked around to make sure there's nobody that's going to put me on Twitter. So uh, when I saw Binta, I was afraid. Huh? Because Abraham did not have Bible. Abraham had word. Moses did not have Bible. He did not have the book, but he had the word. Paul did not have Bible, but he had the word. So what is this thing? Because the world you're living in, because she knew her, the wisdom of the word, let her ancestors know that there will come a time of persecution. So what you have to do is come back home and create another slavery at home. So they started mixing words and creating policies where men will pick cotton to the point of their fingers bleeding. And it was the right thing at the time. It was the right thing at the time. And if you were, if you were privileged to be a good slave boy, then you can take on your, your slave master's name. So we're gonna, you will soon see where I'm getting into. Uh, it, it, so sometimes you will meet, um, uh, slaves in those days that still don't answer African names. They will say that my name is, um, Richardson. And it is because he's been such a good boy that now his master trusts him to hold his name. But it is right. It is the law according to the word of the land. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So what then happens when, 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 when revelation, when revelation grows and men want to riot, what did the queen do? She went back into her chamber to go into the word, the King James version. She went back inside and said, this is what we will do. Uh, let us create jobs and pay them. Let it no longer be unpaid. Let, it, let us pay them. If we give them coin, for their blood, 
we'll be fine. Because it's their blood that we needed in the first place. It is their blood. We, they, they gave us the word and took our blood in the beginning. It was that transaction that led to what you call an exodus of people from Africa into Europe. It is still the same exodus that Moses said, Pharaoh, let my people go. This is the word according to Moses. Let them go. I am, I am giving you now, Pharaoh, I am giving you words for in exchange for the blood of these people. So word still remains the highest currency. It is the exchange. It is what is preached in the exchange of God called the life exchange. When Pastor Sam was preaching about the life exchange and my whole body was moving. Why? Because I feel like Pastor Sam's angels came to my bedroom that night and robbed me. Like literally my notes exactly said life exchange. Every single thing he said was in my notes. And I was looking at this guy like, what kind of prayer did you pray last night? God's life exchange where life is balanced according to word. So you can win the hearts of people according to how much word, eternal life, which is word, how much word you can place on the value of a soul. So it is word against, against life, word against life. And I'll explain that later on. But I'm just giving you the history of word and how they decided, this is what they decided. They said, um, um, let us build a kingdom. Let's build a kingdom, but now let's, let's pay them. Let, let, us, let us set up companies because the Nephilims that were slain, let's resurrect the Nephilims again. They're called companies, HSBC, giants of the world. They, they can still walk, but they just look like building to you. It's the bones of the slain Nephilims of before. Uh, uh, RBS, Royal Bank of Scotland. These are, they are the Nephilims. They are the mind of God that fell on earth that got corrupted. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It is God's mind. It is like God who had a mind for a company of prophets, not a company of directors. He's never looking for a company of directors. He said about Elijah, he, he had a school called the company of prophets. I don't know how much time we have tonight because we, there's so much word for us to get into. These Nephilim still ruling and the queen was the one who brought them forward. Why? By this word, the power of this word has the power to do what? To resurrect. He said that Christ, the firstborn from amongst the dead, it did not say the, the last one to be resurrected. From amongst them, the first. After him who was slain, Years, light years ago, you can still perform the act of resurrection. How? By the word. But now let us enslave a people. We, we created jobs and now we market these jobs. We are marketing our slavery, the word. It is the word according to King James still. We need them to build so we create an apprenticeship so they don't get knowledge. Let us make apprenticeships so that they will, they, they who are not used to knowledge will remain in the place of being shy of the word. We cannot allow them to have a hunger and thirst for the word. Let me tell you the key that, that a future prophet called Daniel is a prophet, a future prophet. When Daniel prayed to the Lord for a gift, the Lord gave him the gift for the aptitude for all kinds of learning. He did not give him the gift that makes you spin around when you pray for people. You know how the, the church has been so bastardized to the point where we think power is 
laying hand on one or two people and they're shaking. You think that power is when you can do... I remember those days where I used to laugh at my mom when she would watch God channel because God channel, all I've been seeing is Benny Hinn take a pastor's take off his blazer and start slapping people and everybody's falling. And even as a young boy, I used to see that and be like, so what's next? Like, mom, um, is the guy has now fallen because they slapped him, but is everything cured now? Are you sure? And she's, she's like, trust me, everything has left. This man is now... I, I never could understand this. I'm not saying that God does not work in that power. But I'm just saying, if there's no concentration of word there, then you can't create your own policy. So if we're talking about freedom, if we're talking about freedom, we are preaching a word that is countercurrent to the word of this nation. This nation's word is all about slavery. It is, it is created. It is not about race now. It is just we need to have people working for this nation. Not working as in, in partnership. That's the difference between a SPAC nation. Because you are in partnership through the word. But with this one, you are in slavery. You are, you are bound to spend your blood. And they will exchange gold for your blood. How, how they understand the knowledge of word to the place where they tell you, I'll give you gold for blood. And many people don't, don't, don't think that's worth a trade. They're like, I will trade my blood any day. <laughs> that's the way they're raised. I'll, I'll trade my blood any day. I don't care about the word. Um, Pastor James, I'm telling you, it's great that you're doing shifts. I'm doing shifts as well, sir. Okay. But if we decide to gain our strength and lean on our work shift, if we decide to, to, to rest on our work shift and not on the word, guess what happens? You become a pastor enslaved. So hell is not a place where there's fire and brimstone everywhere. Hell is a prison. It is a prison that the devil has so cleverly tried to make his way into your mind. Because he knows that if he can ensnare you and entrap you, he can take hold of your body and the body is what he needs. So that's why he, um, it happened that when Moses died, what was the battle for? They, they began to fight for his body because the enemy said, listen, there's a mind there I need to access. If I can access that mind, it's, yeah, he's dead now, but can I have access to the body? I don't know if you guys are hearing what I'm saying. So remember, that's why this world, it begins to speak all kinds of things. They have a word for everyone. It is either that you're trapped. If you're trapped in a sexual fornication stuff, then guess what? You're selling, still selling your body for something. It is the sale of this commodity that is needed. So everybody is fighting for land. It is land. It is this this thing is land. This is what it is. When when they're saying how much land do you own? How many people do you have control over? They're not talking about land like, oh, do you have land in Streatham and Brixton? Or do you have land in East London or in Houston? How many people are you in control of? The the queen, you you think this country is stupid. It's selling land like crazy to the Chinese. The other day, they sold RBS building in Canary Wharf. The Chinese bought the RBS building. Guess how much for? Guess. One pound. 
Yes, the one in Liverpool Street. It was sold for one pound. And they said, I know you're shouting now, like, how many pounds do I have? I could have, I could have obtained, but you were not at the top of the mountain. There are negotiations that don't take place on the ground. There are certain negotiations that, that they only take high, higher. It's on that nego- it's on that high place that they set a stool and a, and a table. And they begin to bargain for the lives of certain people. So the RBS building was bought for a pound. And many people said, this country is crazy now. We're losing it. Uh, the Chinese are taking over. No. She, she, from the beginning of time, she's understood word. It's in her blood. It, even the Bible you read is printed by her family. You're printing and reading their revelation of the word. I don't think you understand the fight we're in, my guy. It is not a fight of social media fights. That is very tiny and little. It is not a fight that of someone who is spreading my name and ruining my name outside. Because guess what? Like I said to you, as a prophet, I have no name. Forget name. If I'm a prophet, I have no name. If I'm a prophet, my name should be nothing. And then I am adopted into a family called word so it's a rebirth of a man that god is thinking about is a ray there's a ray god thinks about but it's not ray Quan bailey allen henderson juliet his name is very long i remember the first two bits but the rest it is just ray word simple it is not sephora bola it's bola right it is sephora word it is just word this woman's family has, they've so enjoyed this thing that they're selling useless pieces because the word says, drop everything you have and follow me. So she knows what it takes to rule. The lighter I am, the more I can travel. So China, you can buy, if you like, buy everything. But I own the military. And with the military, it's not about expense, it's just about people. At the point when I speak, all those who are loyal to my word will sign up to war. And that's when we will know who really rules this country. If it is you who owns one or two houses or one or five streets. Or if it is me who, who has the heart of the people. I don't know if you guys are hearing what I'm saying. Because God is looking for prophets in this generation. So there are nine channels. And I don't know what channel you're reading the word from. He's talking about nine channels of the spirit. I don't know when I'm going to even use scripture, you know. I'm just, I'm just moving. <laughs> it's just nine channels of, of the scripture. But, but go into Proverbs. Let's just read something so that they don't say tomorrow that he's an antichrist, not reading the Bible. Go, go read any... Where are you now? Is it verse 5 or verse 13? I'm looking for eyes that hear, eyes that see and ears that hear. Ears that hear and eyes that see. The Lord has made the Lord. Is that hair and eyes that see? It is who? The Lord. Speak to me, guys. I need you to help me preach and teach tonight. Proverbs 26. Read that again, please, Pastor. And project your voice so they can hear you. Is that hair and eyes that see? The Lord has made them both. Is that hair, eyes that see? It is the Lord that made them both. So there are nine channels. And for you to be able to tune in, you need to have is. And eyes. Those are the only two things you need when you watch television. Yes, sir. Do you need your tongue to watch TV? Yes, sir. Do you need your hands? Yes, 
it is just your ears and your eyes. Every other sense of your body is useless and unneeded. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Somehow, your whole body is able to experience fear from just your ears and eyes. If you're watching a horror movie like, like, like the Jadens of this world that were watching some horror movie the other day and they were falling on the floor. <laughs> He's not, I'm onto you, isn't it? Okay, good. Don't worry. You, it's, it's just beginning. Believe me. So they were, they were filled, they were falling on the floor in fear. Why? Because they were watching a horror movie. Was it their leg watching? It's just their ears and their eyes. Just ears and eyes. It's ears and eyes that you watch some kind of love movie and all of a sudden, if you're not in a relationship, you're thinking, why am I sleeping on my own tonight? I, 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 I want someone to just put my leg on when I'm sleeping or just put my hand on. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's just, it's so funny. How is it just my ears and my eyes that is able to create some kind of world for me? So don't watch romance movies. What, side note. It is, it is ears and eyes that when I watch a thriller, I think Pastor Emma was showing me about thrillers the other day. I think I'm with you now with thrillers. You know, I love them. It's, so, it's not like scary movie, but it just keeps you on the edge. And your mind is always thinking like, is it that guy or that guy or that guy or that guy? You know, you're always thinking. But it is just your ears and your eyes that keeps you in anticipation. When your phone is ringing, you're thinking, guy, can you leave me alone? Somebody is texting this guy and I need to know what's going on. Huh? The other day I was trapped in my, in my office, trapped literally, just because of a, a prison that my ears and eyes put me in. It's a movie called Nonstop. Don't enter that prison. It is, it's an amazing film. So if you're studying, don't watch it now. Just wait till after your exam. Yeah. It is just ears and eyes. Ears and eyes is able for me to get into another world and be another character. There's something about films. There's something about television that you finish watching a movie and you come out of your room, but you're not walking like Alex anymore. You want to be like the guy you've just been watching. And all of a sudden, for a brief 10 minutes of your life, you're cool and strong until you get a text from your investor that you're owing money. Then you return back to life. <laughs> it's just your ears. And, so it said, ears and eyes, the Lord fashioned them. The Lord fashioned these things because it is through these things that the prophet is able to access a world. Nine channels, but I need ears and eyes so that when I watch certain channels, I can be a person. You know that Solomon had ears and eyes to see when he turns on the channel that he loves to watch. It is called words of wisdom. In this channel, he knows what is next and what to do. I don't know if you've ever watched these films. They're like interactive movies these days. It, it gives you the option to pick what happens to the character. Where, how did men come up with these things? Do you know that there is a wisdom a man can have where you're looking at someone speaking to you and you can see options underneath them and you know what they should pick. So you give them the option and you say, can you decide between this or that? I know where this option will lead you because I know the end. I, do, do you get what I'm trying to say to you? So these channels, these nine channels are, are reserved for the prophet. They're reserved for him to be able to see, for him to be able to prefer solutions to a world. These are the channels that the queen would log into to know that with Africa, it is not about 
throwing bombs. Those guys, they love their life. Black people, they're not going to fight to die. Give them some nice stuff. I'm being dead serious with you. But if I go to Asia, I know they're stubborn men. Uh, this one is going to be a battle to the end. It's going to be a Vietnam stuff. We're going to fight and it's going to look bloody. So she knows at all times what to prefer to a world because she's always logged into these channels. So what is God raising? The fight, I said to you, this fight is not a social media fight. There is a word, a name that is exalted in this atmosphere. It is called slavery. No matter how big you are, what company you work for, how good a, an employee you are, you are still supposed to sign up for this word. It is the word that we own your blood, but we give you coin. We allow you to get mortgage, which is loan till death. But if you can receive it, you can give me your blood in order to pay for it. A lifetime. Debts that can be passed on for generation, not debts that lead you to freedom. There's a difference when you put a loan in God's hand and God is telling you this one buys you freedom. It is not freedom as in you don't have anyone to pay. It is freedom that you're not under this enslavement of King James. You're not under the enslavement of the King James version. That version that tells me that without Jesus... If I can just go to church every Sunday, I am free. It is more than that. There are plenty places where they worship Jesus, where they turn up every Sunday. Are you guys hearing me though? There's plenty places. But what are they looking for? They're looking for your mind, your heart, your blood. If, if we can keep that person under. Malika Taya. If, if we can keep them entrapped. So there are nine channels now. But there's a channel that I want us to watch together this evening. And we're going to speak so many words. We're going to get into so many words, right? I hope we have the time to. But I was speaking to the leaders about a channel that I miss. It's called Trouble TV. Do <laughs> you remember Trouble? Uh, my wife and kids. Uh... Igis is saying yes. How old are you, my guy? You know my wife and kids. Um, one on one, one on one. Moesha, Shanice, do you know trouble? Uh, Moesha, who again? Uh, my favorite is William Brothers. William Brothers is my favorite one. Steve Harvey Show, Trouble TV, right? What's the other one? There's one that Elokuja is in. I hate it. In the house. Oh, it's so terrible. It's so cheesy and corny. I cannot stand it. What? Go to First Kings. <laughs> go to First Kings. Let's let's go to Trouble TV very quickly, and then we'll get into other words. First Kings chapter eighteen. We're gonna go to a prophet. Uh, First Kings chapter eighteen, verse sixteen. I want you to read from verse 16 to verse 19 with like read it like a prophet though, not some calm stuff. Yeah. When you're when you're all there, just say amen. You're all there. Say amen. Amen. Is everybody there? Is everybody there? Yeah. First Kings 18, go on, Pastor Sandra. Take us from take us there. So Obadiah went to meet Ahab and told him. And Ahab went to meet Elijah. 
when he saw Elijah, he said to him, Is that you, you troubler of Israel? I have not made trouble for Israel, Elijah replied. Yeah. But you, but you and your family, you and your father's family have. Yeah. You have abandoned the Lord's commands Malia and have Katara. followed the vows. Now summon the people from all over Israel yeah. to meet me on Mount Carmel. Yeah. And bring the four hundred and fifty prophets of Baal. Yeah. And the four hundred prophets of Asherah. Yeah. Who eat at Jezebel's table. Okay, so look at our fights now, guys. Because we got to turn this channel on so we can see ourselves clearly. He said here, so Obadiah went to Ahab and told him, listen carefully. And Ahab went to Elijah. Do you know about Elijah? How many of you guys know Elijah? The man that was not announced by his family. There was no family to announce him. He first appeared in 1 Kings 17 where he said, now Elijah the Tishbite. It does not say Elijah from the family of Fothergill or Elijah from the family of Bola. Do you understand? It just says Elijah the Tishbite is a prophet. He has lived a life where his name has been discredited. So he doesn't have a name any longer. If you're a prophet, your name does not count anymore. So as they're discrediting my name, I understand I'm being pulled into an order. Do you understand? I'm being pulled into an order because there should be nothing that can ensnare me and trap me. There should be nothing. There should be no word. So the reason why you're born in a country is because they issue birth certificates. When you get that certificate, your name, your family name is logged into a system. You can be identified by that system, by that nation. They can call you when you're fighting that snake. It can call you back. It can say, ah, Pinnock, Pinnock, you're fighting me, me, ah. And in the middle of your fights, in the middle of you growing in the word, something just changes and you snap. And then you realize that this fight is not for me anymore. They've called you back home. Huh? They've called you back, back to your family. They've called you back to where they know you. It is called the word according to King James. Let us, we are losing people. Why is this person breaking free? We need them back in the cages. We need them back. So, listen, listen. It's a war that's being fought by prisoners. Prisoners of Christ that, that are breaking out of cell. Have you ever seen movies where someone comes to rescue and all these men are trapped behind bars? They're hungry, they're famished. Have you ever seen the sheep that are famished? Huh? Have you seen them before? These, these sheep have not eaten green grass before. So they don't know what they're fighting for. But they know they're fighting for freedom. They are not fighting for cattle or sheep or cow. The, the life of a prophet, it is not the life of, I need a Rolls Royce. So for you crypto guys, I'm telling, I'm warning you guys, don't, don't start thinking that this is how much money can I make? Huh? It's not how much money can I make? It's not, oh, um, I'm gonna fashion a life. Oh, look at the house Pastor O lives in. I, I'm telling you the truth. The day I came for this house, I did not step past this living room. I swear. I came in, I looked, and all I saw is what I see now. People that I can preach the word to. And when I saw that, I walked out and I told the lady, this is the house. I had not seen no garden. 
to know how big it is. I had not even been to the kitchen. It's in the day before moving in that I saw the kitchen. It's the day before moving in that I saw my office. The man that was here before was using my office as a place to hang his um, clothes that have come out of the laundry, as in out of the washing machine. And, and he only has one shirt in the middle of the whole office. <laughs> Just understand how another person is thinking. You know that thing you guys buy that dries clothes? He just has one of it, bam, in the middle of my office and two shirts there. And I'm like, what room is this? He's like, this is the room I used to dry my clothes. And I look past that. In my head, I'm thinking bedroom. I'm not even thinking office. And I'm just walking out, just saying, I found a place for the word. That's all. Just a place where this can happen. This is what I saw. Are you guys hearing what I'm saying? He said that Elijah... A prophet, you, oh you, troubler of Israel, troubler, troublemaker. There's always something about you in the news, Elijah. It, it might have been the first time where you shut off rain, but shall we know you for causing trouble? Do you understand the prophet's life? It's not like the priest's life. The priest comes from a bloodline. The priest comes from a family. You see, the life of the priest the priest knows that wherever I live, wherever I go, I'll be fine. Because God has created laws for the priest. The laws for the priest say that whenever you guys sacrifice, then the priest has access to your sacrifice. He can eat from your sacrifice. Never have I eaten from the seed that's been brought to the house of God. Never. The life of the prophets, it can never partake in such, such, how do you call them? Um, luxuries. It is luxuries, but you see, the prophet has to be that way because he's fighting a word against a nation and God forbid there's a price on his head that he can be bought for. He must be unbuyable. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Is a man that's unbuyable. So he said, I hear the word of one in the wilderness. Speaking. Make way for the, the kingdom of God is here. He's a prophet. His name is John. But he was born from a priest family. He is from the house of Zechariah the priest. So what happened to John that made his father kick him out of his house? Because according to law, John should be a priest. Are you hearing what I'm saying? John should be a priest. John should not be a prophet. John should be a priest. John should, should be able to have access to the, to the food of the temple. He should be able to have access to the people. But what caused John to live in the wilderness? When you meet John, he's, he's always crunching grasshoppers in his hand. He's crunching them. And he's, he's, he's chewing them. He's, for, for thirst, he, he runs to a, a, a beehive. He tears a beehive to drink honey because there's no water in the wilderness. So when you hear John speak, he's not shouting. You know when you hear preachers preaching and they're shouting. Ah, and he's not saying anything, but the shout is enough for you. That's not a prophet. That's not a man of God. Because by the time grasshoppers and honey have choked your neck, by the time your neck is stuffed <laughs> and you can't clear your throat, what do you think you'll sound like? 
the voice of John in the wilderness, just speaking the word, and and it sounds so hoarse and coarse and rough. Are you hearing what I'm saying, guys? A, a fight against a world. So, so John took his stand in the wilderness to fight against Rome. It's Rome with all their battalions, all their legions of army. But it is John in the wilderness speaking a word. And all the inhabitants of the city, they will leave the city to hear the voice of John. He's preaching about freedom. Repent. Change from your ways. Leave the bondage of Rome. Leave the bondage of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. This, this, this is the bondage. Leave that bondage and come into the word. But they don't understand because they've never heard the voice of the prophet. It is a troublesome voice. It's a troublesome voice. Uh, it is the voice that I, that I must discredit. Because it doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound right if I've been eating for years. Only grasshoppers, locusts. Ah, I'm looking for a drink. But there's no water. No water. There's no miracle. There is only honey. The thickness of the honey has already blocked the throat. So I have to scream. In the wilderness, I'm screaming. I'm trying to reach out to a world, a people. But they can only hear my pain. The, the sore throat. There's no, there's no, what do you guys call it? Some Sudafed or whatever. Huh? Strepsils. There's no strepsils. You know, till today, they use honey to try help the throat because they thought, ah, oh, maybe um, we could have saved this John guy. There's no way to save him. He's a prophet called in that order. Oh, you Elijah troubler of Israel. Always known for trouble. Known for trouble to the point where his parents denied Elijah is not our son. Elijah don't belong to us. Quickly go to Deuteronomy. Let's go back to Deuteronomy 18 from last week. When it speaks about the prophet, the Lord says that I, he will speak in my name. What is the difference between the prophet and the priest? You see, the prophet, whenever he speaks, his name is discredited. He cannot say, I, Alex, because you're not going to listen to him. He's already known to possibly do, be a fraud person. But they can never look into the heart of the man to know what he did. So he just has to say, in the name of the Lord. That is the only name now I can boast in and brag on. Are you hearing what I'm saying, guys? Um, read that Deuteronomy 18 quickly now. We're just going to be going in, in and around scriptures. We're just going to be going in verse 14, right? The the nations you will dispossess. So we're talking about this fight. Are you with me? We're th- talking about this fight. It is not a fight on social media or anything. It is a fight on nations. Why? Because for you to start a conversation with God, it first starts with, ask of me the nations. So when you pray to God, ask him for healing, does he hear you? According to the word, he says, my grace is sufficient for you to heal yourself. You have the word, so you should groan in the word and bring yourself to a place of healing. But if we should have a conversation, it must be a conversation on the bedrock of nation. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It has to be that. It cannot be, oh Lord, I don't know what's next in my life. I'm looking for a way. 
I've given God would then say, I've given you a man. Look for him and follow him. And then you will find the way. But as for me, Lord, as for me, God, if you're going to start a relationship with me, it must first start with, ask of me the nations. It must be a talk in which you're saying, I'm ready to dispossess a nation. Lord, I'm ready to fight a nation. Go on. The nations you will dispossess. Listen to those who practice sorcery or divination. Yes. But as for you, the Lord your God has permitted you to do so. Mm. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet. He will raise for you a prophet. Like me from among you. Yes. From your fellow Israelites. So he said that he will raise for you a prophet like me. If he has to raise, then where was that prophet? That prophet was then lying down somewhere. He was sleeping somewhere. If I need to raise him, it means that he was not standing. He was lying down somewhere. So Ezekiel first showed us where the company of prophets are. He said, then the Lord raised me and set me in the valley. Are you hearing what I'm saying, guys? The valley of dry bones. It is, it is not a valley of dry bones. It is the valley of prophets. That is where they lie. It is their home. When you see a company of dry bones, these are men that don't have name anymore. They are not standing. They are not strong enough to stand. Because many people can stand because of their strength of their family life. Or the strength of their morals. Oh, you're such a good person so you can stand on your morals. But guess what? I can't stand on my morals. I'm not that good. So I still need to be raised. Are you guys hearing what I'm saying? So if, I'm, if you believe tonight that you're someone who's not strong enough to stand on your own. I'm speaking to you. It is the word according to the Lord for the prophets called Jaden. He's not strong enough to stand on his own, but he needs to be raised. He needs to be raised. So we'll get into other things, but let me just quickly take us to this side note because I'm just hearing so much and I just have to say everything as I'm hearing it. Okay, so when Christ was raised and with him rose the saints, it was not saints, it was prophets to do a work. Do you hear what I'm saying? It is the 12 disciples, but it is them. He has freed them from the bondage that they lay beneath the ground when they did not know who he was. He has freed them. He has given them revelation so that they will not be bound by the, by the word that the Roman Empire, by, that the Pharisees, that the Sadducees have placed on Israel. When a prophet comes, he comes to lead a fight of dispossessing nations. It is a fight to dispossess a nation. It is not the fight to make my life better. So I'm looking back again and I'm saying, when did this thing or when did you think that God is raising you to have a good house or to marry a good husband or to drive a good car or to be a billionaire or to be a millionaire? No, he has raised you to be a prophet. But you see, if you can be confident in the call of a prophet, these things will not be far from you. 
Because God just needs to see that the prophets, that he has a man that cannot be bought out. Are you hearing me? He just needs to see that he has a man that they cannot pay a price for him. He needs to see that if a price is to be paid for a pastor, oh, they will die. The men who pay for me to suffer, they will meet suffering. Judas got up one day and tried to put a price on the word, on a prophet. When they, when they went, remember I spoke to you about the life exchange. And I told you about the life exchange and how this word will bring us all to the place where we can value our life against the word. And we will then know the value of your life. You do not know the value of your life according to the things that you have. It is not possible. That's why when the Lord saw the rich young man, he said to him, sell these things, remove these things or whatever he said and follow me. Follow me and see if you will not receive these things 10, 20, 50, 100 fold. You can receive it 100 fold because it is no longer your possession. You have access to it as a prophet to do God's work. When you still think that it is about lube season, it is not about lube season. These things were brought for a time for the prophets to use to bring souls into God's kingdom. But if your life then becomes a part of that thing, you lose your access into the channel, into the trouble TV. So when they see you, they will no longer say, Hey, comes Ebun. In the world of pharmacy, when they say, Ah, here comes Ebun Troubler of pharmaceutical society. You're just a problem. We, we've been trying to find how to buy her out. So we created laws and policies in that world to ensnare. We wanted her to do a malpractice. But she never malpracticed. She will over, only overpractice and do what is right in excellence. This is Daniel. Daniel cannot be caught are you guys hearing what I'm saying? Daniel cannot be caught. Why? He's too excellent to be caught. So they're always looking for Daniel's malpractice. Do you remember where they will always announce Nebuchadnezzar, Daniel has wronged. He has sinned. He has wronged. Let us throw him into the lion's den. No, Daniel has not wronged. He is a prophet. He cannot, his, his, relationship, his relationship with God he cannot put a price on it. So Judas only died because he sold the wrong man. He could not go into the trouble TV. He had no access into that channel anymore to see the value of the life of the Christ. Because if he knew the value, he would know that he's not worth 30 pieces of silver. So the day he returned the 30 pieces, guess what? Judas was still in debt. Because the value of the man you sold, 30 pieces is not enough for you to recover. You're still minus 30 billion. <laughs> You're still minus 30 million billion, Judas. So guess what? What is the price? The price is life. You played with a man that is not worth Rolls Royce. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You played with a man that is not worth... um um. Uh, gold house um, fun bro village or whatever these nonsense things are that listen I, I feel sorry for anyone 
who thinks it is a PO that you're fighting. It is not PO. It is a spirit. It is, it is that there is no money attached to my love of this gospel. So the day you think you're selling me to the world, <laughs> remember, because that's what Judas did. It is to pay, receive a money to put a prophet in the face of a world and discredit his name. But the day you did that, Judas, you did not understand the debts that you took on. Because this man is not worth 10 Rolls Royces. Neither is he worth 50 billion lubes. This man is worth life. Is it is if if you mess up, it is a life sentence. Life has to be taken from you. And one thing with Judas is Judas never, he never has souls. He's so selfish. So when the day to pay comes, he can only present himself. If if he was if he if he even had the opportunity, because on that day they'll be dragging each other to the judgment, saying, No, take this one, they started it. No, 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 no. No. You must stand on your own and of your own accord and and you receive the judgment for the selling of a prophet to the world. But you see, this is this is the war that we're fighting now. It is not a social media war, like I said. It is dispossessing nation. Nations don't understand that they're raising prophets. Inside, you see, the prophet is just an uncomfortable man. There's nothing about his life that is enjoyable. It is you have to pay council tax today and all of a sudden tomorrow you need to feed everybody. There's no fun. There's nothing nice. There's, it is living in a house where you cannot, you can never for one second sit down and marvel at how nice your lights are. Do you know I've not even had the chance to notice that I think Kevin was the one telling me, oh, you have underfloor heating. I said, I didn't even know that. Is, there's no time in the life of the prophet to, to admire things of luxury because his life is always a pain. Why? Why do you ask? Why do you ask? Okay, read on and I'll show you why. I don't even know these words. These are my father's words because. You must listen to him because this is what you asked of the Lord your God at Horeb. Go and continue. Let us not hear the voice of the Lord our God, nor see this great fire anymore, or we will die. Or see this great fire anymore, or we will die. The Lord said to me, Yes. What they say is good. Yes. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their fellow Israelites. And I will put my words in his mouth. He will tell them everything I command him. He said, I will raise up from you a prophet. I will put my words in his mouth. I hope you guys are getting an idea of what you are, who you are. Now, let me tell you why your life is uncomfortable. He said that I will put my words. Where's that psalm? Where's that psalm that you, that you said? He said that I will put my words in his mouth. Just so when you come against a prophet, you know what you're meeting sincerely. That you're not meeting an ordinary human. It is not a normal man. He has, he has confined his life into a place where he's decided, Lord, take me. 
Just put your word inside me. Uh, what's that psalm? Uh, psalm 119, TBG. Read, read loud, though. Break open your word within me until revelation light shines out. Those with open hearts are given insight into your plans. Fantastic. Let me just read this. Uh-huh. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Christian. He said, let me start from the beginning. He said, your marvelous words are, are living miracles. No wonder I long to obey everything you say. Listen carefully. Break open your word within me. Maliata. Break open your word within me. Where, where is he breaking open the word? Is it, is it outside? Is, is break open your word within me. He said, break it open until revelation light shines out. So a word is broken inside and a light blazes out. It is not a light. It is a fire. They did not translate it properly. It is not a light. It is break open your word until a fire. Have you seen when mechanics, engineers are working on something and sparks are coming out? It is the breaking of word. It is hard. It is strong. The only man that can break it is the Lord. So as he's breaking, then sparks are flying out of your mouth. It is, then he says, those with open hearts are given insight into your plans. Then he says, I open my mouth and inhale, Malika Tutaliata, and inhale the word of God. Hmm. I open my mouth and inhale the word of God because I crave the revelation of your commands. I open my mouth and inhale. So in the spirit, I don't breathe with my nose. I breathe with my mouth. Do you know why? Because, huh, because as a prophet, I'm always running. There's a sound of rain. So I, 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 I raise my trousers. I girdle my clothes. And I'm always in a race. Wait, have you seen those who participate in race? It's gone past the place of breathing normally with your nose. You're now breathing with your mouth. He's saying, I open my mouth. Now, let me tell you why you're uncomfortable. Why is my life uncomfortable? Why is it that although I live in this so-called beautiful trap house or these soul things, why is it discomfort to me? Why is there discomfort? Why is seed a burden? Why are souls a burden? He said, I place my word in his mouth. My word. Guess what is in the belly of every prophet? It is a sword. He is carrying a sword inside his body. Are you hearing me? Have you seen men that go to war? Swords are meant to be sheathed. Sheathing is, it is put in a, a, its case per se. But I did not know that this is the case for the sword. So when the Lord is fighting, there is a man on his pouch. It reminds me of the fight of David against Goliath. Where he has picked up some men and he placed them in his sling on his pouch. But it is an Alex. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It is an Alex. So he says, now I draw my sword from the mouth of this man. God cannot fight nation. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So the fight to dispossess nation 
is a fight that God takes up against the world. But he needs swords. Here is Christian on my side. And he would demand a word and say, Christian, open your mouth so that I can draw. So when you say, we've come to draw, and you're singing that song, you, you thought is that you're drawing grace. It is a song that God sings when he goes to war. He's speaking about the drawing of the sword when he comes before his enemies. He said that I will not be lacking with a weapon. Remember you were speaking to me about, he said that he will use, what was the thing you told me? Speak quickly. He is our weapon. This is a word that Evangelist Kishi got in the place of prayer. He is our weapon. We are his secret weapon. A sword sheathed away in a place where the enemy did not think a sword can come from. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So in Revelation, like Pastor Obi said during Seekers Forum, in Revelation, there came a man called the Son of Man. And he came for battle. But he came without a sword. But he was a prophet. An uncomfortable man. At a point in the battle, he opened his mouth. And a sword came out of his mouth and began to wave. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing me clearly? The life of a prophet. I'm sent to fight a war against nation, but the fight that I'm fighting, the weapon of choice is me. Everything in my life, there is clashing. Why? The clashing of sword. When God picks me up and begins to use me in war, and I'm scarred because... There is a chip on the blade, but the blade just happens to be me. And there's a pain because I've been used to fight against a giant. Are you guys hearing what I'm saying? So the prophet's life is uncomfortable because he's a weapon. At all times speaking against a nation, all the time establishing a word. It is a word called freedom. I am the way, the truth, the life. That is what I come to give to you. It is a word. It is a word called freedom. There is a slavery. It is not even called the Roman Empire. You know that Christ saw the fight. He did not see Rome. He saw the words that the Pharisees have put above the people. And he saw how people were suffering. Not because of Rome. They were suffering because of the words. You're not hearing what I'm saying. I'm saying that there were two nations. There was Israel and there was Rome. And in the eyes of any naked man, it was that Rome was subduing Israel. But no, Israel had subdued its own children under a word, under, under so much judgment. Are you guys hearing what I'm saying? So I choose the life of a prophet. I stand on my mountain. Nothing can buy me. I am not interested in any gold or silver. Nah. It does not mean that I don't have access to gold or silver. I'm not interested. So when Judas comes to sell, he has no money that can buy the price of the prophet. So I'm just speaking. Maliata Sikata Labradoza. 
I'm just speaking a word. And you're speaking words into a realm. You're speaking words. It, it might be a crypto world, but you're, you're just comfortable. I don't need to make money tomorrow. I'm just speaking. I'm just, I just decide. It is the life of a prophet. You're just speaking. You don't stop. You're just speaking. They will come. They will come with money, with everything. They will come to buy. They will say, listen. Amen. Amen. Listen. When they come, they will say, we have garments for you. But if I'm a prophet like John, like Christ, I've already made my clothes from camel skin. I've already, I've worn every Louis Vuitton I can wear. It, it means nothing to me any longer. So I'm prepared. If the world says that unless you stop speaking, we will take from you the glory of the designers. Guess what I'm ready for? Take. Take. I'm just going to go into the backside of the garden. I'm going to find a ram caught in a thicket. I'm going to tear his skin and wear his cloth. I'm ready for anything. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? This is a man. It is called a man of God. Deciding to live a life of word. You just decide that I'm going to shape my life with this thing. What happens? I can free myself. Because it was an ordinary man. That's why I began there. It was an ordinary man that looked into this thing and created his own version and began to speak his version. He did not raise a sword. He did not raise a gun in Africa. When he went to US, he did not raise a sword or a gun. He just brought this thing out and began to speak. But they didn't want to tell you that they subdued worlds with this word here. They didn't want to tell you that, no. They decided to tell you that it is by our strength that we bought weapons. Mm -mm. They didn't buy weapons. They said, we are the way. We are the truth. We are the light or the life. And they gave us a light. But they made sure that they dimmed the light enough that we don't see the completion of the words that were hammered on top of the cross so that we cannot read out clearly who we ought to be but we can follow and depend. It is so so social media. Go back to first Kings. So social media is still a it is a it is a a construct. It is a construct by man of world. Listen to me clearly. It is constructed by man about world. It is the closest you will ever get to recognizing what would it be like if I were God. First Kings, quickly. Um, quickly go to where, 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 where is it? Where is it now? Okay, keep reading. Yeah, keep going. So Ahab sent words mm-hmm. about all Israel. Yes. Assembled the prophets on Mount Carmel. Yes, yes. Uh huh. Continue. Elijah went before the people and said, "How long will you waver between two opinions?" How long? Are you hearing what the, the prophet fights about? 
He said, how long will you waver between two words, two opinions? How long will you be undecided about two opinions? Continue. If the Lord is God, follow him. If the Lord is God, follow him. If Baal is God, follow him. And so, have you noticed every social media platform? It is all about following. How many followers? Are you now seeing the prophets of Baal clearly? Are you sure you're seeing them clearly? So Elijah comes out and says, there are two opinions. It is the Lord's opinion or it is Baal's opinion. If you're with Baal, follow him. It doesn't matter if you're on LinkedIn or if you're on Twitter or if it's Instagram or maybe it's Snapchat. It is still what? A following matter. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It is all down to following because every prophet there is doing what? They're speaking words. It is a word thing. They're speaking unrelentlessly. They're speaking words and, and more are gathering to the sides of Baal. Why? Why do more gather to the sides of Baal? It is the same problem that Elijah found. He said that there are 400 with Baal. He said here, but, but, where did he say now? Ah, the word is so sweet. Continue, continue, we'll get there. From verse 22, go on. Then Elijah said to them, I am the only one. I am the only one left. Go on. Stop. Okay. So he, he said to them, I am the only one left. Baal has 450. Are you seeing, are you seeing the battle? Do you see it clearly? So it will always be an outnumbering issue. You're not called to have many on your side and to your opinion because it is now going to be a display of power. It's going to now be a display of power and I'll show you where that's going to. Prophets are gathering. These ones have 400. So many fake people speaking. So many dummy people speaking. But there's many and you are trying to report them to shut them down. Many, too many of them. Just, they're, like, they're like virus. They come up so much. And Elijah says, but I am the only one of God's prophets standing I have the word. I am Elijah. I'm, I'm the only one standing. I'm speaking an opinion of God. But there are so many followers with Baal. So many followers. What does it boil down to? It has to boil down to a challenge. That's the only way we can solve this thing. <laughs> it's going to boil down to a challenge. Keep reading. Keep reading. Uh huh. Let Baal's prophets choose one for themselves. Yes. And let them cut it into pieces. Yes. And put it on the wood. Yes. But not set fire to it. Yes. I will prepare the other wood. Malia Kataya. On the wood, but not set fire to it. Libra Sukataya. You call on the name of your God. And I will call Wait, on the name so of then he says, um, you then call on the name of your God. Hmm. Call. Call. Remember, calling is like asking. At what point does God answer? Continue. 
by fire. He is God. The God who answers by fire. Continue. Then all the people said, what you say is good. Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, choose one of the bulls and prepare it first. Okay, now skip down to verse 30. Then Elijah said to all the people, come here to me. They came to him and he repaired the altar of the Lord, mm. which had been torn down. Mm. Elijah took 12 stones, one for each Dr. Emma, Dr. Emma, mark that place out. from Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord had come, saying, your name shall be Israel, with the stones Malie he built and in the name of the Lord. Oh, wow. And he dug a trench around it, large enough to hold two seeds of seed. Of seed, go he on. arranged the wood. Cut the bull into pieces and laid it on so, the wood. So now, look, he <laughs> said here, now the contest begins. It's going to be a contest to see whose God answers. Whose God answers. That's the contest. So he said to them, now bring your offering and call on the name of your God and the God that answers with fire. That is the one we will call God. But we remember what was the psalm that you made us read. Quickly. The psalm that you made us read. Remember what is said there. Quickly, quickly, Alice. Give it, give it to me. It said here, it said here, this is Psalm 119 verse 129. It said, your marvelous words are living miracles. No wonder I long to obey everything you say. Break open your word within me until revelation fire, until revelation light shines out. Likata Bradoza. So it's a contest now whose God can answer with fire. But Elijah already knows that the God of Israel, he answers because Elijah has a word. There is a sword. There is a sword. Are you hearing what I'm saying? What happens with the clashing of swords? The sparks. Fire. He knows that there's a word in me. And at the point where the Lord begins to clash his sword against the word inside me. It breaks forth a fire. So he already knows his safe place. That all I need is that word. I'm fine. All I need is that word. I hold that word. Because as for my prophets, he said, I place my word in his mouth. The same word that King James Version used. Because he knew that when he steps in Africa, it's going to be a contest. He said to them, you worship gods and I do. Let your God answer by fire. And I'll show you if mine will answer by fire. And it was a contest. The winner... The one that brought revelation light is the one that subdued the other. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So it is another contest now again. But it said here, when you go to that verse 30, it said, then Elijah said to all the people, come here to me. It's Elijah's turn. It's Dr. Emma's turn. It's Pastor, Pastor Joanna's turn. It's Pastor Laddie's turn now. That's the season we're in. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's Pastor Aliyah's turn. It is Maddie's turn. If you're a prophet, you just now, you say, it is my turn. But you see, when it's your turn, make sure you raise back the altar. Look at what Elijah did. He said, they came to him. 
it's time for Dr. Emma to perform. Dr. Abraham to perform. It's time. He said that Elijah took 12 stones, one for each of the tribes of the descendants of Jacob. I'll soon show you where that's going. To whom the word of the Lord came, saying, Your name, are you remembering? Your name shall be Israel. He said with the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord. He arranged the wood, he cut the pieces and laid the wood, filled four jars with water, Maliata. He, where, where does, then it's, no, he, yeah, filled four jars with water. And he placed two large sears of seed in the water. <laughs> he said to them, fill the large jars with water, pour the water on the offering and on the wood. What is my offering? What is my offering? Malika Tutaliata, I'm a prophet. He said, ask of me the nations. Ask of me. The only offering I can bring to God is the offering he asked for. It's called nations. When Christ was going, he said, I send you to the ends of the earth to make what? Disciples of who? Talk to me now. Are you gotten tired? He said, to make disciples of nation. Because if I disciple them, I can bring them and place them on the altar. The altar of the medical area. There is an offering there. It is that medical world. But have you pressed into the place of labor where you've asked for your offering? Your offering is not your seed. There's a difference with seed and offering. Your offering is not your seed. Your offering is the world you've been sent to. That is what you present. You don't present that in your mind. You present that with your body. Because you are the price. So the reason why Judas cannot afford Christ is because Christ has taken on the price of the world. He is now a living sacrifice. He is now an offering. But for fire to touch his body, what has to happen? He needs to go down into the water and be... Uh, maybe you guys not getting what I'm saying. He needs to be showered with water because there's only one offering that fire consumes. It is the offering that has been drenched in water. Why? 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 <laughs> Why? Because you remember that the sword comes out of the mouth. So the light, the fire comes out of where? It comes out of the mouth. It is no longer the mouth of the prophet. It sounds like John. It is the mouth of God. It is the voice of God. Screaming and crying in the wilderness. It sounds like a flaming fire. Have you ever had your tongue set on fire? 
Maybe you ate something that was too hot, too spicy. Yeah? You have you eaten, um, what's the Indian one? Vindaloo or something like that. What's the, is, is it Vindaloo? Uh, it's very hot, right? <laughs> you know, one day I saw a video of someone here yeah, that had eaten food that was so hot and they were, it, I said, them they were rolling. It's, um, what's her name? <laughs> Stephanie. This thing was peppering her and I was watching the thing and laughing because it was on Pastor Alicia's timeline. I was laughing my head off because the way the, the pepper was getting her, it was hot. If you're like Charlie, any little spice is hot. Um, Charlie and William, there's, is, is hot. Any little spice. The first day William ate jollof rice, he called it Jennifer's rice. He didn't even know it's called jollof rice. So he came home, he was home, he said, Oh, that, that food was kind of hot. Uh, Pastor, oh, can I have some more of that Jennifer's rice? And I was like, I said, so I turned around. I was like, who is Jennifer? I'm thinking, did I bring home someone that I don't know about? You know that moment where you're scanning your life to say, am I still a man of God? Have I sinned? Have I done something? He's like, Jennifer's rice. And I know myself, I don't eat anybody's food. I eat people's food. So I'm thinking, Jennifer's rice, Jennifer's rice. Then he said, yeah, the one we had last night. I said, jollof. He said, yeah, jollof rice. <laughs> He used to call it Jennifer's rice for a while. But that thing is too hot. It's like, for, for us, we would have, you know, um, these Ghanaian and Nigerian African people, they fed it to you as soon as you were born. It's like, you come out of the mouth and they christen you in the name of jollof of stew and fried rice. So they already put it, it's like already on your tongue. You're used to it. In fact, you're eating it and you're like, ah, this thing's not spicy. Have, Charlie's face goes red. His face goes red. So, when Pastor Toby was preaching about blending, how, oh, you can put the tomato with the onion. I just remember Charlie. I said, I definitely have a tomato at home. <laughs> but imagine now. <laughs> He's going to go red again. So try, avoid looking at him, Charlie now. Don't look at Charlie, everybody. Don't look at him. He's going to go red. He's going to go red. <laughs> so the temperature... The spice, the seasoning is too hot. So it requires water on the tongue. That is the sacrifice God is looking for. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So if until the Lord can see water drenched on the offering, he's not interested on partaking of the meal because his mouth is on fire. At all times. So it said there, I don't, if you, where do we read down? Read down, read down, read down, read down. Uh. Then he said to them, fill four large jars with water. Skip down to 36. At the time of sacrifice, the prophet Elijah stepped forward and prayed, Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known today that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant and have done all these things at your command. Answer me, Lord, answer me, so these people will know that you, Lord, are God and that you are turning their hearts back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and burned up the sacrifice. The fire of the Lord, where, where is that? What verse? What, um, verse Verse 38, then the fire of the Lord fell and burned up the sacrifice. Uh-huh. Continue going. Read on. The woods, the stones, and the soil. 
and also licked up the water. Also licked up. You know, these are the words that you see that make you understand how God's tongue is a flame of fire. So it didn't say that the fire consumed. It said it licked up the water. It saw what was worthy of partaking in. What is the life of a prophet? (coughs) You are the sacrifice. A prophet, a man of God, remains in the place of drowning, of filling himself or herself with word, filling, filling the jar, filling the body, filling the person. You're filling word up until, up until, Are you hearing what I'm saying? That is the contest. Up until God's fire. What is God's fire? It is light. In the beginning, the Lord said, let there be light. It is the first tool to create a world. So we cannot start dispossessing nations until the contest has begun. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There is water all over the earth. What is now needed is let there be light. Elijah reenacting Genesis again. There is water everywhere. There is seed hiding underneath the waters. The same seed that God will soon say, let there be grass, let there be trees. And trees began to grow. Why? Not because God said let there be seed. But because there was already seed hiding underneath the ground, underneath the waters. How does a man dispossess a nation? When you begin to speak, words will come. These are words that will unearth things that that world did not know about. You don't know what I'm saying. Every nation is born by discoveries. Until they discover they cannot brag in their power. So the discovery now is about nuclear power. They're researching to discover. But for you to start your nation now, it is to discover what is hidden underneath. Are you hearing me? But unless you have the word of fire inside you that is able to lick up the water so you can see the plain land, you can see the people... Who are the people? The companies of prophets hidden in the medical world. Yes, now. Thank you, Lord. I'm hearing now. So, it's going to be a guerrilla fight. Guerrilla warfare is about a war that takes place within a nation. It is not nation to nation. It is from within the UK, a war that sprouts up. So, how will the war fight? How will the war start? It is Pastor Eben. Holding health in the city long enough, five years, seven years on that mountain, Malia Tutalika, speaking, giving words, until one of the doctors there realizes that he's not a normal doctor. He begins to think that he's a man of God. He begins to think that there's more to life than just clocking in in the morning. And he wants to hear more, so she's raising an army. Prophesying. One doctor adds himself to Dr. Emma's army, to Dr. Ebun's army, and they continue. 
what is the world going to look like? It will be from the inside out. The next revival is coming. Are you guys hearing what I'm saying? I, ho- I hope I'm speaking to prophets. It is a next revival is coming. It's not revival of, oh, I'm going to go win souls in Bagel King. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. It is, this is my mountain. This is my altar. I am the offering. I am. Because if they look like me, they will come unto me. Draw unto me. Draw unto me. So Elijah gathered them, right? I placed myself as an image on that altar. And I'm just speaking. Until fire consumes this burning man. And it becomes a burning man. It is light. Burnt men. How do burnt men look? They, they have ashy skin. Ashy skin is not, it's not like they can never put on designer and look good. There's always a discomfort. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. When I'm, when I, what I'm talking about is men who know already that what makes me worthwhile is not the shoes that I'm wearing. I'm already uncomfortable. My skin is already ashy. So there's nothing I can wear that I can look beautiful. But if I have light inside me, I can still draw people. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So if a child is in school and cannot see school to the point where these are young people. You're 13 years old. How old was Solomon? 15. At the age of 15, ruling a country. Because there is word. But if a child is not able to see that, it remains a slave. You remember that word? Is it Corinthians? Pastor Sandra, look for it. Until the son or the, or the child comes of age, he is still a slave. So the King James Version is relying on me to never receive revelation. Because revelation will grow me. And if I grow, I will become an offering. Are you guys saying what I'm saying? If I grow, there's only one destination for the man who has grown. He understands that he is a savior. He is a Christ born of a virgin family. I explained that to you guys last week. I said to you, there's a reason why you're here and not everyone in your home or your household is here. There's a reason why, Pastor Joanna, your mom, your dad will continue to say, leave, come out. You're not supposed to be there. It's the same talk they gave to him too. At 12 years old, in a temple, asking questions. A prophet, he asked questions. These were the questions that will make up the rest of his ministry. So he took opportunity to ask questions, to build his ministry, to get ready for what he will answer. He asked them questions like, what is the problem you find in the synagogue? And they said things to him like, we don't see the young people here. They said things to him like people find us judgmental, but it is the Lord's will. But he took down these answers and he saw them as problems. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So he decided that based on their answers, I will start a ministry that is counter to the answers of the Pharisees. So when they answered him to say, not any man can open the scroll and read of the scroll. He must be a Pharisee. In his head he said, so every man must open the scroll and read of the scroll. And when they said to him, stay away from the little children. They're not just little kids. 
they're not to be reckoned with. He said, bring the little kids unto me. Are you guys hearing what I'm saying? So the prophet starts an order and he stays on that order. All of you sent to your altars, to your mountains. Don't, you are only one there. It is for a reason. There's not many, right? You look, laddie, you wake up sometimes and you look and like, why are there no any other prophetic minded football people? Why is it only me? It's Elijah's life. I, there is one in Israel, but there is 400 of Baal's prophets. What is your work? To stand on that mountain and be speaking the word of God according to sports. You're just speaking this. How long? Let me tell you about the prophet. He's in the wilderness. He does not leave the wilderness tomorrow. He does not leave the wilderness overnight. Are you guys hearing what I'm saying though? His, his work is not to leave the wilderness overnight. So he said Elijah committed three years to asking, let there be no rain in this land. Ah, I can imagine Elijah day one of that prayer. Day one of that prayer, everyone saying, this madman, son of a nobody, has started his nonsense again. And he started speaking his rubbish again. We've warned Elijah, stop speaking like this. He's an angry man. He's such an ill-tempered man, this Elijah guy. We're sick and tired of him getting into trouble. So push him out of the house. He committed three years to just praying for no rain. Three years. How many of you have taken on the cross of your altar? Long enough. So when I'm speaking to Evangelist Kishan saying, there's not enough consistency, my dear. And we need to see more. We need to see more because the prophets of Baal have been worshipping day and night. They're committed to the idol worship. What about you? You cannot even do six months of the word. And you give up on the word 30 minutes into the word. You leave group chats just after eight months of stagnation. You cannot stay inside God's word. And listen, I've, I've been doing this now five, six years. And the faces have been changing. But guess what? I'm still here. A prophet to a world. I know my call. I'm not called because I need to do HSBC business or I need to become a banker. No, I just realized that I'm a word to a world and all those who believe in that word will be able to, to have success. They'll be able to heal, to save. Are you guys hearing what I'm saying? It said that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, it's not in the name of Jesus. The Christ is what makes the name powerful. So it is that I must get Pastor O to lose his family name, take on the word name so that others can believe in the word that I put, that I have put in his mouth. It is not a word from his mind. It is the word of God, but it is not according to King James. Because if I give you the word according to King James, the revelation that King James received, it was not from Satan. It is still a revelation, but it was to subdue a world. And he successfully did so. So I'm asking you tonight, what do you decide to do in your life journey with the word?
Are you committed to this journey? Because I don't mind walking this journey on my own. I've already done it enough times. Keep the temple. I've already seen myself as a one man standing on a mountain. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The, the home of every prophet is at the top of a mountain. Because at the top of every mountain, there's a cave. At the top of every mountain, there's a cave, a resting place, a valley of shadow of death that he must be in to prove that there is light coming out of him. How will I know there's light if I'm not amongst the dark? So it pleased him to send his only son down into a mountain called the world. Like Pastor Alice was saying that the mountains are beneath the seas. So he looks beneath the seas and he sees a world and he sends down his son. How many more sons, Lord, do you want to send down? There's plenty of them. Remember, it said that thoughts I have for you. What is that? Where does that scripture come from? That before I ord- what? Quickly get there. Just get there. I'm not good at this. Um, just get there. Let's let's read about this quickly, though. Very quickly. I don't want to lose the flow because I'm I'm hearing clean, very clean. Quickly now, not not now. Come on, quickly, quickly. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then you call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me. When, when That's you not it. Before before I knew you, you were... That's Jeremiah, right? Find it quickly. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Continue. Malika Taya. Before you were born, I set you apart. Before you were born, look at the life of the prophets. Look at John. Born in the house of Zechariah. But he cannot live on there as a priest. He's been set apart already. To be a man that roams the wilderness. Go on, I have set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nation. I appointed you as what? Let me hear your voice. I I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. So the role of the prophet is what? To sit and stand above a nation. Continue. Alas, sovereign lords, I said... I do not know how to speak. I am too young. Malika to Do not say I am too young. Do not say that you're too young. Do not say that you're too young. Do you know what that means? Every man that's been born again has started a new life. So it doesn't matter. If I am 35, 30, 25, 15, if I'm born again, I'll start a new life. It is called, am I too young? Am I too young to go and speak? But he says, no. You see, the fact that you are born again is that you return back to my mind to understand that I have set you apart. I set you apart so that you can raise. Huh? Go on, go on. Then the Lord reached out his hand, 
I need you to understand where Pastor O's mind is right now. I'm not caring about material things because I'm trying to raise the value of my life. Eternal life cannot be bought. So when the sorcerer wanted to buy eternal life, he was cursed. When Judas wanted to buy eternal life, he was cursed. Up until my life has transcended to be Jaden or Charlie or Alex. When it now encompasses the lives of the world I'm sent to. When it's now eternal. Like Pastor Sam was explaining and I was going to say earlier. In the stock market, there is pound and there is dollar. They will tell you that for every one pound, you can buy five dollars or two dollars. It is because the value of pound is so strong that when you go and step into another nation with your pound, it's no longer one pound. It's now five dollars. Your one pound can now buy five dollars. So in the God exchange, I don't know if your eyes have ever been to heaven before. You know the stock market ticker is in heaven. It's called the book of life and you're just seeing people's names. Some people's name have a green bar where their price is going up. Some people's name has a red bar where their price is going down. And you're just standing there and you're just saying, I'm seeing all these names, Matthew, John, up, down, up, down, up, down. And the Lord is just showing you lives increasing, lives reducing. Sin punishing people. Sin dragging people's life down. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But if you are there and you can see, if you've really bought into the word, because it said, come buy of me. Come buy. How do you buy? By hunger and thirst. No coin. Don't use coins. Because if you use coins, they can betray you with coin. So make sure that you come there with a hunger and a thirst. You're in the market. And you're asking, I need a new value now for this life of mine. And then they will value you and say, Alex now is worth a hundred souls. So guess what now? When you step into your world, that your name has been valued to a hundred. Instead of you calling 12 disciples, you can call a hundred. Did you hear what I'm saying? It's just that the name Jesus at the time of his arrival was only worth 12. It's not worth 13. If he called a 13th man, that man would not have followed. That man would have said, thanks, but no thanks. He's only worth 12, so he called 12. At the point of death and rising again, his price has gone up. So he then tells the 12, go and win all the nations. Are you guys hearing what I'm saying? So, what is a prophet? Ah, uh, uh, maybe you don't you don't know what a prophet is. Let's let's go back to the stock exchange. It's the word prophet. Prophet. It is prophet. But because it was being said by the prophets, who is the prophet? He called Moses and said, "I will raise." A prophet. <laughs> I will read a prophet. Not prophets. He said, I will read a prophet. P-R-O-F-I-T. From amongst you. Like you, Moses. But because Moses was a stammerer, he pronounced it prophet. 
So we we're now thinking that God who went down for a business transaction with Israel and said to them, here is Israel and now I'm using Israel as my prophet from the debt of slavery from Egypt. That is my prophet now. I'm sending you there. Bring out my prophet. Name him Israel. And Moses is hearing prophet, but Moses is saying prophet. So go back to Elijah verse 30 where he begins to speak about the 12 stones and he said that these were the 12 stones that represent what? The tribes of Israel. The prophet. The prophet there that created a new order was not Elijah. Without the 12 stones of Israel laid up. Are you hearing what I'm saying guys? Don't go into your world empty-handed be united with each other it is called the tribes of Israel and go into the world go into the world with the tribes and set up your altar it is Dr. Emma but it is Pastor O so woe to you if you go against her because it's not just this young lady looking at you it's like a Paul's family of a hundred, four hundred people. She's not speaking based on herself. It is the prophet Israel set apart. The word of many men speaking. Have you heard the sound of the words of many men? It is like rushing waters. Have you, have you heard that scripture before? It's like the sound of rushing water, many waters. When Israel opens his mouth, he is speaking from the pain of 400 years in slavery. 400 years in the desert and wilderness of Egypt when Israel is speaking. It's the voice of God. Are you guys with me? Are there prophets here though? I hope this thing hasn't shut off. I hope your battery was well charged. I'm just praying. Maybe it's cut off. I hope not. (laughs) I can keep on going. I don't know what it is about this atmosphere, but I'm just hearing so many things. I'm hearing so many things and so many words. Malika tutaliata. Lika bradoza malukataya. Lika brosukata. Maliketoza libre sukataya. Just pray in the spirit for a moment. Libre sukataya matutaliata. Oleke abasota. Raba sukata tata brasukata ya batutaliata sharabaya sukata raba sota yikata ya basukata ya keep praying meshakata ya mashuzelikata ya lika brasukata ya batutaliata jerebe sota labra susta okaya batita. Shikaya batutalia staraba sobredoza. Amen. 
read that Proverbs 20 again. Eyes that see, ears that hear, it is the Lord that has made them. Why? Because all of creation took place in the deep. All of creation took place in the depths of the sea. Have you seen the man who's able to stand at the bottom of the ocean and draw things out? Eyes that see. Eyes that see is that hair. If, if you're able to, to dive down, but it's going to take, you know, to swim now, you wear the goggle thing. You, your eyes need to be water resistant, right? So that you can see what's moving underneath the waters. Because land was only 30%. Don't fight over people. Fight over water. What is water? Water is when you can ask for jars to be filled. That is how you will fight. So what is my work now? It is a Dr. Aaliyah that is speaking soul by soul in her workplace. But she understands that I'm just filling water gradually into each one of these people. Bit by bit, I'm filling water. I am channeling that mind of that person. Conforming some of you who are musicians like them, Nini and Shanice. So when you guys get into those kind of zones, do you know that um, the, the musicians of this world, the celebrities of this world, they still have pastors. They still have pastors. They still have men of God. But those men of God have not given them any message for them to write songs that will provoke revival what is revival is the discomfort of the youths when jesus was asking questions he was <coughs> he was asking to see where the people are dissatisfied with the church with the synagogue so now he knows he knows where there is problem where there is dissatisfaction where there is issue he knows where the people are hungry he knows where they're hungry you remember the, that scripture yeah so um proverbs um matthew 5 let's go to matthew 5 matthew 5 where i think it's matthew 5 <clears throat> the feeding of the five thousand. huh no um the feeding of the five thousand. look for that thing look for it i think it's matthew 5 or something and in the feeding of the 5,000, um, the people who came to listen to the, word, the, the prophet's word, they were hungry. When Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boats privately to a solitary place. Yeah, keep reading. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the town. Keep reading. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. As he even approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds So what, what did the disciples say to him? No, no, no. What did the disciples say? They said, this is a remote place. There's just something about the prophet. He's never in an, uncomfort- in, in an uncomfortable place. It's just the same John in the wilderness. 
But it's a message that can draw the people out. Draw them out to where they can be hungry. Don't preach to them in the city. Because halfway through your word, they're going to go shopping. Do you know what I mean by that? Are you sure you know what I mean by that? When you're able to bring someone into... Have you heard the term, come into my world? Come into my world is come and live like me. So they've gone to the wilderness to live like Christ. I don't know what it is about the wilderness. And God even saying to the Israelites, come, tell Pharaoh that my people need to worship me in the wilderness. I am the voice in the wilderness making noise, but I'm preaching to no congregation. My congregation is still in Egypt in slavery. I need you to bring them out so that I can preach to a people. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I can't preach to them in Egypt because in Egypt there is distraction. So what happens when a person comes into your life, things don't get better, things get uncomfortable. But that that discomfort is what was meant to save them. But sometimes they run away. They run away sometimes. They leave, like I said to you, they leave group chats sometimes because you came into the Christ thing believing that Rolls Royces will be everywhere. <laughs> and and lubes will be everywhere. And there will be takeovers forever and ever. And we'll live it for, forever in the bounty of take, takeover forevermore. You didn't know that it will be the, the pain of looking for seed in the sand. Looking for seed where you don't expect it to fall. You did not know that it would be like that. You didn't understand the, the life of a prophet. Are you guys with me? So you bring them into your world. But you must have a table. Be able to prepare a table. He said to them, don't send them back. Jesus said, you. He looked at them. Looked at Peter, looked at James, looked at John. You give them something to eat. Did Jesus tell James and John to go back to the city to look for food? Huh? Are you guys getting tired? Did he tell James and John to go to the city to look for food? What did he say to them in the wilderness? He said, you give them something to eat. So that must only mean that there is something inside the disciples that they are able to feed a nation. So now I remember Psalm 23, where he said, a table you prepare for me in the presence of my enemies. Like I was saying to you guys last week, it is not, again, I repeat again, it is not the fruit of the Spirit. It is not that Daniel was eating fruits and vegetables. It's the fruits of the Spirit. The fruits that you can bring out because these fruits don't, they are not rooted in sand. Have you ever seen a plant that grows in swamp? It has to be underwater. The fruits of the spirit is a tree or a fruit that can only grow in the, in the highest level of water. When water fills your life, when you're drowning in the word, then that tree begins to grow. So when the Lord was describing the Garden of Eden, I wonder, was he describing the inside of Adam? 
was that was that inside Adam's body? Because some people will say, why didn't God tell us what the stomach looked like and the liver and the heart? But I know that there were four rivers, and I know that He said that out of Him will flow rivers of living water. So the rivers that flowed in that garden could not be flowing from like this. The historians told us is flowing from Ethiopia. God was showing us the first biology work inside Adam's stomach, four rivers that were flowing. He showed us Adam's heart, a tree that they should not touch because if you root out the heart, the man will die. So leave the tree there. He made the man sleep to pull a rib out of the guy. But what's he pulling out of him? It's just one of those rivers to make another, uh, make another person. Now comes a lady, but she, her mind is distorted. Why is her mind distorted? Because she still sees men like trees. So although Adam knows his wife and can see her, she cannot see Adam. What she's seeing is a tree. Because her image is distorted, it's upside down. Are you guys with me though? I'm not just giving you big fat words. I want you to see why some people can mistaken. The ministry of a person is not, not everybody that, that leaves your mist is bad. It's not like they're bad, no. It, sometimes it's just enough of their journey or it could be that they started seeing upside down their mind was not able to flip the image that their eye distorted wasn't that what you taught to us the doctors you told us that the eye look at this thing called the eye because remember it said eyes that see ears that hear the lord is the one that fashioned it so there is an eye that still sees the way our doctors taught us the other day, the eye sees. They said to us that the eye sees naturally sees upside down. So guess what? Without your brain, your eye sees this whole thing upside down. Naturally. It sees the opposite. It sees good as bad. It sees bad as good. It sees left as right. It sees right as left. It is not able to properly discern unless there is a mind. Unless there is a mind put on that person. It is now called the mind of the spirit. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So a prophet is this person. He has taken on the mind of God. I now know God's mind according to this world. Noah was a prophet. No one knew that God's mind for the world is to destroy. There will be a time where every prophet will know it is time to call water to destroy this world. At that point, don't call to save. Call for water. Don't call to destroy. Call for water. Water is the increase of knowledge. Sorry. Water is the increase of knowledge of the word. So, King James entered into Noah's realm and said, there is a continent for me to destroy. I need to subdue them. And the word told him, don't use knives. Use the word. This is how. So he was able to wipe out, to conquer to take over. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He was able to read 
and continue. You know that every prophet must know how to read. It said the eyes that see, right? Eyes that see are eyes that are able to read. What am I talking about reading? I'm saying that when Christ writes on sand, he's writing a personal letter to you. Sand is about a man. It is man, body. He's writing a personal letter to you when he writes on the sand. But if at any time you as a prophet see the handwriting on the wall, if you see a writing on a stony ground, you know he's writing about a king. It is about a pharaoh. It is about a person. You must understand the translation so that you can go and give translation. Can you see how easy your fight is? Keep your attention here. Don't worry about what's going on there. Do you see how easy your fight is? Do you see how your fight is not physical? Your fight is a word fight. It is how do I wake up tomorrow and know the the the, the hidden the hidden things that they kept away from me from my realm from my world so that I can remain a slave and not free that's what you should be looking for words that free it is words that free a man it is words it is not fight the moment you pick up a sword like Jesus said to Peter the moment you pick up a sword you failed as a prophet Peter my words were nothing the moment that you cannot use word if you're leading a trap house and there's no word going on in that house no word going on in that house guess what you're doing you're running a BNB. it's called Airbnb just go put up your prices for each bed on the internet now if there's no word going on if there are no young boys that you're teaching that you're bringing them to the understanding of themselves letting them know that you are aliens in this world you are orphans all of you, despite that you think you were born in a home, those parents, are they love you. The same way Mary and Joseph loved Jesus, but the issue is Jesus just knows that this man is not my dad. This man is not my father. There's something that when I hear, there's a word that when I hear, it sounds sweeter than the word of Joseph. Do you understand? It is like, I'm giving this Jesus boy so much instruction, but he doesn't listen to my instruction. I always catch him in the temple asking questions. And when I speak to him, he says, did you not know that I will be about my father's business? I need to know how words pertain to this culture. I need to know why there are so many prophets of Baal that are unchallenged in this world. You have left Baal's prophets unchallenged. Why? Because none of you believe in the word. You guys don't believe in the word anymore. You believe in your strength. You believe in your certificate and, and everything that you have channeled your life around. You don't believe in hiding seed beneath the waters and speaking. You don't believe anymore that fire can erupt from the inside of yourself like fire erupts from a volcano. You, you, you don't believe that anymore. You don't understand that worlds before you were taken by words of men. I don't even know how to stop this thing because I just keep on hearing stuff. But let's just, let's cut off for now. <laughs> we have to. If not, we're going to be going for a long time. Because before I even stop now, God was trying to, God was trying to um, explain to me currency, blood, 
and how DNA was put on paper money and how they put DNA on money so that we can ignore our own DNA the blood that holds the price for a life so I, I don't even want to go into those worlds Pastor Rodell's here whoa please sir come inside you have to accept a prophet when he comes so please man of God please man of God come is there anybody else there is that why people were looking there yeah come 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 all my days these prophets these are prophets you know I don't even know what brought them here but <laughs> but maybe it's the shouting of a man in the wilderness that brought them isn't it it's, it's, now we know how it works to understand your world first look at your blood type your bloodline will always tell you the truth amongst your priesthood you're not amongst the priests but you are of a priesthood it is the company of prophets they've been given eyes eyes to see so that you can see what's going on in your world and when you've been qualified as a prophet it's not to pull you into the palace no the day Moses understood he was a prophet is to drive him into the wilderness Moses must now pastor the wilderness for 40 years huh? 40 years in the wilderness now that he's understood so every prophet must go into the valley like I said to you dry bones looking for life they're not looking for life because they've seen life before but what is life? it is the light that lights all men you, if you doubt this word I'm telling you listen to me, listen carefully, don't sleep do you know that someone can follow you for the remainder of your days because of a revelation you give to them so the breaking of the word inside me that produced light produced a beginning for another man so all of a sudden he comes alive and all he saw was me so who am I to him who am I okay you said not me before you guys put it on twitter now so what is God raising for prophets it is take my name it is called word a name exalted far above every other name this name is not for you to become the best footballer in the world but somehow you must achieve words into your life that somehow they all move to your tomb life is not normal if Hector's not around life's just not normal but we need to hear from him do you know that at a stage when the word of God has risen and it is high some of you will, will just be invited to the company of darkness just because you are light they're just, they're just gonna say I know I am a sinner like they used to say to a man of God called Jesus Lord I know I'm a sinner but can you have dinner with me tonight have you ever had free invitation into the house of the mayor of the man of influence in your town how does it happen it's not by it's not by flyer it's not by marketing it is by the word by the word where I can prove my value to be that you cannot see until you hear from me
You cannot see. You need my counsel. Oh, Elijah, troubler of Israel. Let's go back to the trouble TV. You are troublesome. You're always causing trouble, Elijah. Why? Because you can see. This man, Elijah, will stay in his bedroom. And he said that there is a prophet. They warned the king that his eyes travel into the bedroom of the strategy of the other kings. He can see what they're doing and what they're plotting. Oh, the beauty of having eyes fashioned according to the Lord. The beauty of having ears fashioned according to the Lord. Let me tell you, the eyes and ears that the Lord made, where are they? They are in the ground. They're not in heaven. So when the Lord said, a body you prepared for me, where was the body coming from? Some people said, ah, it's a body coming from the clouds. Uh -uh. Jesus went down to reclaim a body that he needed to rise. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It is eyes. So when, when, when they say the term, keep your ears on the ground. Yo, bro, I've got my ears on the ground. I know what's going on. Some of us change it to my ears is on the streets. What is the ground? It is on the ground. I can see the activity of the world. The world's activity is not above the sea. It is below. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So, it, take me to that scripture. It said, um, the one that said, first the blade, then the head. <laughs> where, I can't even remember where Peter started that from, but just find it for me. <coughs> I'm trying my best to stop, believe me. Quickly, quickly now. First the blade. Lika tutaliata. Malabradoza lika tutalika tatalika. Dr. Emma, come. Come, you're going to teach us something now. While um, Pastor Sandra is finding something. If you don't know it, then Pastor Eben may be able to explain it. I, I believe there's something called asexual reproduction. Right? Asexual. Please explain it. Asexual reproduction is called mitosis. It's basically the division of a cell. So one cell will divide into two, two will divide into four, four will become eight, and so on and so forth. So the cells From are one cell. an exact replica of the previous cell. Okay, thank you, Ma. I hope you heard what she said about that. About um, it is the mitosis of a cell. Where it, have you got that scripture? Huh? Where one cell becomes two, two becomes four, four becomes eight, eight becomes sixteen becomes how many how many people were in the upper room? Hundred and twenty? Hmm? Hmm? For the earth yields crops by itself. First the blade, then the head. After that, the full grain in the head. Oh, first the first the blade. <laughs> We're going there. Don't worry. We'll go there. 
We'll go there. First, the blade. What's, what scripture is that though? So read it out loud so that they can all hear you. And he says, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. Wow. And should sleep by night and rise by day. Wow. And the seed should sprout and grow. Yes. He himself does not know how. Yes. For the earth yields crops by itself. The earth yields, the earth yields crops by itself. Okay. First the blade. Yeah. Then the head. Yes. After that, the full grain in the head. But when the grain ripens, immediately he puts in the sickle because the heart... Okay, so first the blade, then the head, then after that the full grain. So Christ has to go down to get this body. I'm telling you about the, the body of Christ that was in a valley. In a valley of dry bones. He's had to rescue this body so that he can rise. But how did Christ resurrect? Because we, we can paint out the scene ourselves with the word. We can paint it out. How did he break out of death? It said first the blade. For those of you who are still here, you remember the blade. Do you remember the sword? Do you remember where the sword is held? Lika tutaliata. So, it is by the shout. When Christ brought Lazarus out of the dead, it was a shout saying, Lazarus, come out. Come forth. It is the unsheathing of the sword. So, when, when he dies, when that prophet goes down, how does he come out? He, he takes his sword out of his mouth and he's spinning the ground. The first thing that comes out is the blade of the sword. I need you to see the resurrection of Christ here. The blade of the sword shoots out three days in the ground. Nobody thought the Son of Man will rise again. Day one, day two, we all believe he will never see the light again. But all of a sudden, you just see the blade push out. Oh my days. Are you, I hope you're hearing what I'm saying. After the blade pushes out, because the blade is on his mouth, so we already know that Christ was not like this with his hand. His mouth is open. And then his head pushes out. Uh, I, I hope you guys are hearing what I'm saying. His head comes out and he can see now. Okay, I'm out now. Then it said, then the full body. What is it talking about? He pulled himself out of the dead. A sexual reproduction... Is when a plant or a thing is able to reproduce by itself. It does not need sex. It does not need a female. It does not need another half. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So then Jesus begins to speak about the ministry of the prophet and how the how a man of God works. And he said that he is the he said that he is like the wind. Find that scripture for me. You know I'm not good at just knowing scriptures and stuff. He says like the wind because when a plant wants to pollinate and spread its seed and a sexual plant, what happens? The wind will come. When the wind comes, it's, it's a plant that doesn't need a woman. All it needs is a wind. The wind comes and blows the plant to the point it shakes the plant and all the seed 
inside the plant scatters. So when the scripture was telling us that the kingdom of God is like a man who scatters seed, he's not speaking about a human being. He's talking about a creature who knows that he can reproduce without a woman. He's called the father. So when Islam is asking you, how can he have a son without a mother? You know that's always their question. Go ask them, how is that sunflower able to reproduce another sunflower when you did not see it mate with a, with a female sunflower, but you saw the wind, the wind blew. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The wind blew. But let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Have you found it? Read it. Go on. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, yeah. a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, yeah. Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher. You are a teacher come from God. For no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, and yeah. if one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom. Unless one is born again. Okay. Uh-huh. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born again when he is old? Can he enter a second time to Taliata? Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Yes. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is Spirit. Yes. Do not marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. Yes. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but can you uh. tell where it comes from? Are you hearing that? And where it goes. Yeah. So is everyone who so is everyone <laughs> who is born of the Spirit. So you've always been asking yourself, how do I become born again? How is it that I was born again? And how do I reproduce myself? It is the blowing of the wind. The Spirit comes and shakes the plant. Are you hearing me? He said that he is, I am divine. And my father is the gardener. But ever so often a wind will come. And the seeds on, on the tree will, will shake. The kingdom of God is like a man that scatters seed. The seed is scattering not because it's a man. It's a wind. So Jesus at that point was describing the Holy Spirit as a man. Saying that he's a man with a pouch that scatters people. But no, it is that Pastor Rodell gets himself into a place of relationship with the Holy Ghost, with the Holy Spirit, where he's able to understand the blowing of the wind because it comes seasonally. It comes seasonally. What is the season that it comes in? It's the season of death. When it is time for the main plant to die before he goes, Before the main plant goes, he's going to be scattered. But what you didn't know now is that his seeds have dropped in different nations. What comes out? First the blade. Are you hearing me? Then the head. Then all of a sudden, another plant pulls itself out of the ground that looks exactly like that other plant. The thing about mating Mating with a man and woman means that you take on DNA from the woman. So you're not fully your father. You are father and mother. 
but not with the Lord. He chooses to remain the only parent. It's a single parent stuff. So, a single parent should not now be crying. A single parent is meant to be a sh- getting stronger and waxing strong in the word. Because you can reproduce your child. You, listen, as a single parent, as a single parent, if you're in the word, you can make your child not have any traits of the whatever man or woman that left you. You remain in the word till that child looks like you exactly. It is called the scattering of seed. What does the prophet do? His word. These are seeds. But he goes to the wilderness where there is wind. You know that the wind blows in the wilderness. There's no structures of the city to hold back wind. So now I understand why the prophets like wilderness. Because as they're spraying from their mouth, seeds are flying everywhere. It's going to be a problem because no matter what we say, it's the seed from the mouth of John that brought Jesus. A replica. And how do we know? When he too opened his mouth, he began, repent. Speaking the same message. <laughs> yeah. There's only been one man. You've gone, you're going ahead of me now. There's only been one man from Adam to Jesus. Only one man. They bring him up and they let him go again. So now, when Adam died, since you've gone there already, ah, oh, this guy, you're very shocked. Since you've gone there already, when Adam fell, where did he go? Uh, so who resurrected? Is it Jesus or Adam? There's no one like Jesus. It's only Adam that exists. The Jesus name is the name of the second one. It's just, let me just use a name to deflect. Do you hear what I'm saying? Um, the mitosis thing has happened so let me just use a name to deflect them from my twin brother I'm just going to call myself Jesus not Adam this time so he's gone now into the ground to look for who? he's looking for himself he's like where's that body I left it somewhere and demons are trying to pull the guy back and he said guy I'm here on a mission looking for my body it's the same thing with Moses remember I said to you in the beginning that Satan then came to fight for his body Came to fight for Moses' body. He knows there's something in that thing. We need to crack. You, have you watched alien movies before? When they capture the alien, what do they do? They keep his body in a lab. And they begin to experiment on it to know what's going on. That's what they wanted to do. They said, this prophet, this man, we have seen him before. He resembles the Adam guy. Okay, let's try take his body, go into our lab and experiment. Only one man. So if there's no unity in our camp as leaders, if I still see myself as PO and see this, no, you're just a different PO from me. Or no, you're just as Alex. If I'm still moving like that, then I can't partake of God's blessing, which is the unity of only creating one man. I did not create more than one. And even from the point of replication, I did the mitosis thing. 
And I opened his body and took from him. And replicated a woman. So the woman is still Adam anyway. She still looked like him. Everything. All the same. Same DNA, everything. Same mindset, everything. Everything. The only reason why women fell is because by the time she had come, Adam has spent many days and nights talking with God. As in God will come and they will have conversations. So she's just coming, not being aware of their conversation. But she's like Adam. To the point where when Adam saw her, he named her Eve, meaning life-giving is life given. So, if you and I are still one, we will still produce mitosis. The moment a relationship will not work is when the man and woman are separate people. In the world, it happens. Celebrity marries celebrity, but they're still carrying the accolades of one of themselves. So, it is like, I am here and you are there. It is not a one thing. So, what happens when they produce children? It is a crossbreed like Nephilim children. They already in their heart is already dark. There's nothing you can do about the child. It's already dark. The only thing that can save the child is the word. That child is already programmed for evil because the parents are against each other from the beginning. It means nothing to write a love letter or a love card. That don't mean nothing. The the husband and wife will do that every morning. Like, hey, um, I love you, honey. How are you? How was your day? As if things are well and fine, but he's carrying his possessions, she's carrying her possession. They've not become one person. They're creating weird creatures. They call them children. They're not children. They are the giants that you should be slaying today. The ones that you disciple. He said that who is David? He is a man in the wilderness. Those who are discontented, those who are distressed, those who are in debt will join him. Who are they? The children of the celebrities. Have you seen them before? You guys haven't seen celebrity kids. Those guys will make you feel like their mom and dad don't have nothing. They're distressed. They're discontented. They're in debt. Those guys will make you feel like his dad is not Bill Gates. And you're looking at him like, but that's your dad though. And he's like, no, he's not. But there's a word in you, Chris, that I will follow. One day God will raise the banner of the word to the point where one of us, it will just be known as that guy just disciples celebrity children. That guy, if, if you look in the church of Christian, is there is the son of Wenrunis and the son of whatever. Why? Because they're not born. I was going to say they're not born. Let me not say anything um, offensive. <laughs> no, I don't want to say anything first. The prophet, the man of the word, what is the word? The word made flesh, what is this word? It is not English, it is not Spanish, it's not Italian. It is word. It is something that can become a person. If you reverse the reaction, it can become back to word. So if you enter into the born again life, and you enter into the word family. You can choose to be born anywhere you want. How? You just wait for the season of the wind. 
and your seed will scatter to the place where you need it to be. Then you will have another version of you, but fully you. Because when the Lord stood in the wilderness, so that's why at the time I wanted to speak, there's just too much word. Please check this thing, I think he may have died. Is it still running, sir? It's still going. Wow, you got a good form. In the... <laughs> Pardon? I should round up. <laughs> in the season of the word. In the season of the word. Ah, where was I? In the season of the word. God stood in the beginning. He said then, the Spirit of God was doing what? When you hover, is it just like gentle? It's, it's almost like a hurricane. Yeah, so a hurricane broke out, tornado, mighty wind. Because God stood in the storm, a seed inside him fell out and dropped into the water. He later on discovered that seed is man, of course, that fell out. Because then he said, he reached down into the ground and made man in his image. But then, the, after that man has fallen, the plant needs to give birth again. It's a sexual reproduction. It is a one sex thing. It's not male or female, but it can reproduce. But he needs to give birth again. Its first child fell. So then God begins again bringing problems into the world. He's bringing storms into the world. <laughs> what is a storm now? You now know. Never again will you be afraid of the storm. It is an opportunity to give birth. God is just telling you, I've brought the right atmosphere for you to disciple someone. Because what happens in the midst of hurricane and wind? People run for shelter. So, if a seed happens to run inside you, <laughs> if someone manages to run into your bosom, don't chase them away. Keep them there and concentrate words and allow the wind to scatter them out again. You will see that from the shelter you gave them inside you, wherever the wind scatters them, they're just going to behave like you there because they saw shelter. They said, this, when I saw this storm, this is how I was protected. So I'm also going to act. Raising an army in the wilderness, very easy. Don't be afraid of issues. Don't be afraid of altercations in your life. Just make sure you have seeds. So I was talking to the boys about a miscarriage that took place when this creature, not male or female, we call him God. But he kept on having a miscarriage. He kept on trying to give birth again. But miscarriage all the time constant miscarriage ah. 
One day, the miscarriage took place in the wilderness. Do you know what happened? The first miscarriage was in Egypt where he gave them the Lord's Supper. It, it was not supposed to be that way. But the sins of the fathers before them led them into captivity like he said to Abraham. So he has to now lead them out. But who is the only person who is the savior of people? Who? Christ. So here is Christ unformed. But you're going to have to eat him now. That's the first point. They ate his flesh, ate his blood, and they were free from Egypt. And they were happy, they were praising God, but God said, I've had another miscarriage. And God went in again to produce again from himself when all the problems came. But then, they demanded again to eat the child. They had become cannibals. They too used to the flesh pot of Egypt. So they, they're looking for meat by force. Demanding for meat. Talking about our ancestors here. So God sends down manna. It is the body of his son again. Unformed. It's the unformed body. Why is it the unformed body? I don't know if I can keep doing this, guys, you know. If you go to Hebrew, I don't, these words are just coming. Seriously, I'm telling you guys. If you go to Hebrew, you will see the Ark of the Covenant. Inside the Ark is what? The stuff. The stuff that of Aaron that budded. The jar of what? Manna. And a jar of oil. If you look carefully at that, it's, it's describing a person to you. It's just describing a person without shape or form. Because who is the stuff there for? Okay, I think I'm going into some funny, or some funny realms. Let me start closing up. A prophet to this world. Now God is all calling us to face a battle is to dispossess nations. How many of you are ready for the fight against nations? He said, ask of me the nations and I'll give to you the ends of the earth until your mind can start to live as a man who has decided I'm in a fight against nations. Then God hasn't started speaking to you. So some of you think, ah, to get a reaction from God, I need to have a strong prayer life. I need to have this. No, ask him the right question. If you begin to get discomfortable, uncomfortable, and all you're thinking about is nation, then he goes, there's a conversation to have with that guy. It's the discomfort that David felt in the wilderness as he was feeding the sheep. Although he couldn't fight with his brothers, his heart was uncomfortable saying to him that there's a battle going on that I wish I can partake in. That's, that is what God was looking for. Ask of me the nations. Although his brothers were at war, their heart was not there. Their heart was at home. So let's go to Deuteronomy and end this thing. Please, I'll just close up now with Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 20. 
Read the title. What's the title? Thank you. Did you hear that, guys? Deuteronomy chapter 20 is titled 3G. Yeah, so 3Gs, you can go home. Now you can. So you can make. <laughs> they don't want to go. You can go home now, please. If you want to, you can. <laughs> the title is called Going to War. Don't worry, I'll round up now and I'll get you an Uber back. The title is called Going to War. Listen now, prophets. Prophets, listen about going to war. Pastor Kofi, listen, going to war. Now, Pastor Sandra, read from, read from, read verse 1 first. When you go to war against your enemies and see horses and chariots and an army greater than yours, (laughs) do not be afraid of them because the Lord your God who brought you up out of Egypt will be with you. First opening verse. Prophets going to war. Do not be afraid. Are you hearing me? Because there will be one of you and many of them. I promise you that. Your army is not equipped with chariots, but don't be afraid. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't be afraid. Jaden, are you hearing me? There's only one of you. There's many of them, but don't be afraid, prophets. As you're going to war, you will see their chariots. You will see their armed men. You will see their swords gleaming in the sun. You will see them. But don't be afraid. Then quickly go to verse 5. So I can explain something. The officers shall say to the army, Has anyone built a new house and not yet began, begun to live in it? Let him go home. Malika to Taliata. Labrasuka Tayaba to Taliata Labasiata. Has anyone planted a vineyard and not begun to enjoy it? Let him go home, or he may die in battle and someone else enjoy it. Has anyone become pledged to a woman and not married her? Let him go home, or he may die in battle and someone else. Okay, stop there. So look at look at the tenants for warfare against a nation. Are you hearing? Are you seeing why you have to be a prophet to fight? There can be no possession attached to you. So when I'm going to war, it said, the Lord commanded them and said, if you look amongst your soldiers and you spot one of them that has bought a house, let him go home. Because in the middle of the fight, he's thinking about the house. Don't allow that man to fight with you. If you find one of you that just got married, listen, you better send that guy back. Because at the front line, when he should be thinking about your head, he's thinking about his wife. He's thinking about going home to honey. Do you know what I'm saying? He's, he's got a life behind that he wants to catch up with. He said, if any of you has planted a vineyard, what is a vineyard? The ones of them that have done business or started business. You just registered something on company's house and you feel like it can get damaged in warfare. I'm speaking to you about those that have to leave the army. There are people, they are not bad, but they're not built to fight. Because this is a fight against nations. Are you hearing what I'm saying, guys? This nation is going to demand everything from us. At a stage, we're going to take this war to the very end. And when we do, listen, when we do, you think this is bad. Imagine a point when you are identified as a threat and your bank accounts are just dropping for no reason. Closed accounts for no reason. Not because of money transferring. No, just because they know 
that we need to cut off every life source from this person. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But you need to be a prophet. You need to, it needs to be that you've already lived a wilderness life. So guess what? If you cut off everything, it means nothing to me. If it's a man, listen, there may be some of them, they have acquired assets. As in, I can't remain in this fight anymore, Pastor Rodell, because I have an investment somewhere. And I am scared that my investment may be tarnished. Or I may never get to see my investment. They become afraid of the blades flying during warfare. The life of a prophet. That as he's there in the middle of the battle, he can, he's not afraid. He's used to arrows flying by him. He's used to it. He's used to sleeping in the dust of the wilderness and seeing snakes by his feet and picking up snakes for staffs and using staffs to fight lions in the wilderness and using the lion's body and finding honey to eat. You know that the life of a prophet is different. Quickly go to verse 18. Now you know the things that would disqualify a man from fighting. Now go to verse 19, sorry. Verse 19, how you will take the nation. When you lay a siege to a city for a long time, fight against it to capture it. Do not destroy its trees by putting an axe to them, because you can eat their fruit. Do not cut them down. Are the trees people that you should besiege them? However, you may cut down trees that you know are not fruit trees. Now you know how to take a nation. <laughs> the word is so crazy. <laughs> how do I take a nation? I lay siege. What is it to lay siege? It is to surround a nation to the point where they struggle for food. How do I do that? It said, take the trees that bear fruits. But do not cut down. He said, are they people? Yes, because they are. I'll soon get there. Those ones are bearing fruits. Because if they are the fruits of the spirits, there are also some other fruits that some men are bearing fruits, but they don't know that they're spiritual fruits because they're men in the nation. So how do I lay siege of a nation? I'm not living just to capture the souls that discredit me or the souls that fight against me. Listen now. There is the life of one tree. It is a tree that bears fruits. It might be the director of a Barclays bank, but one day you will meet him. So Philip is our example of that thing. Because one day Philip, in one encounter, he took Ethiopia. How? He was standing by the wayside. And by the side where Philip was standing... He saw the finance, the chief financer of Ethiopia riding in his Rolls Royce. And when Philip saw him, listen carefully, Philip said to him, do you know what you're reading? Because the man is said he had the book of Isaiah opened. But remember what I told you about King James Version. That King James subdued a world because he was the first to understand the word according to himself to those people. So what happened? This, this eunuch is trying to understand the scriptures, but he doesn't know the scriptures. But here comes Philip. All of a sudden, is Isaiah a new book? No. <laughs> People have been reading Isaiah 
The Pharisees have been reading Isaiah. The Sadducees have been reading Isaiah. But thank God that it's not the Pharisees that met the eunuch that day. Because if it was the Pharisee, they would have translated Isaiah according to the Pharisee. And then it would have been another nation subdued under the burden of Israel. No, but God made it be that it was Philip. So when Philip saw him, what did Philip do? He began to decode Isaiah according to Jesus Christ. And he began to show the eunuch, this is Christ, this is Christ, this is Christ, this is Christ. And from then, the man said, I want to be born again. I want to be baptized. You now tell me, if that man encountered a Pharisee, would he have asked to be born again? But is it the same scroll? Yes. Yes, that's right. It's the same scroll. It's the same scroll. I'm speaking to you about subduing and dispossessing nations. There are men out there in the world, in your world, that they are looking for the understanding of this thing. They have it as a decoration in their home. He's a rich man. He's a billionaire in his home. He's got a library. He's got the Quran. He's got the Bible. He's got the Torah. And he keeps on bragging that I am a man filled with knowledge. Look at my books. He's waiting for you to come into his house. And then when you see the book, you say, but sir, have you read this one before? Um, I don't know much about it, but can I tell you one story? Let me tell you something. There is a word attributed to your life. Look for that one story. When you meet that man, turn to that one story. For Philip, it was Isaiah. And he finished Isaiah to the, to the financier. The man gave over the whole nation of Ethiopia to Philip. How do I lay siege on a nation? I'm looking for the trees that bear fruits. The men of substance within that world, within that nation. So I'm not discrediting a Kanye West because I need to win his soul. Now that he's taking little interest in the scroll, I need to meet him now. And I will tell him, so you like the scroll. Let me make plain to you the words. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So he's still reading, but he's just waiting for someone to appear by the side. I don't know if you guys get that there's a wave of, of these men, trees. Instead of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar had a dream and saw himself as a great tree. This tree had fruit and all the plants and all the animals, they streamed in to eat and take shelter on this tree. Was Nebuchadnezzar a man of God? No. But did he see himself as a tree? Yes. Did he have fruits? Yes. So, the gift of the Spirit are not only subject to those who believe, but they're subject to those who don't believe for the sake of being captured by those who believe. Because for some people, we will not be the branch. For some people, we will be the gardener. Are you hearing what I'm saying? For some people, it is to bring down the tree, bend the tree. If you can't bend the tree, bring a storm and bend the tree and take the fruit and take the nation. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Just rise to your feet and let's just worship the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lika tutaliata. Maliata madabradoza likataya. Shirabasota labradoza likataya. Malabrasukata. 
Okay. We're not going to spend too long in prayer. If Pastor Toby comes online, Lieskete, Jerebe Sotalabra Sukata, Maliata, Leketoza, Malabra Sukata Yaba Ikata. Libra Libra 